0: Hi, uh, how you doing tonight? Uh, don't even have my headphones on yet. In fact, I'm still Periscoping. This is the first time ever. No headphones and still Periscoping. Uh, if you want to follow us, you know, you could follow me at Mike Ikenelli or also follow Ike Live Show at Periscope. But we do this at the start of every show to get more people to tune in. Uh, but let's shut this off right now and uh, and get to a normal show. And in my normal routine... <clears throat> I'm going to put my headphones and say, folks at home, folks at home, welcome to Ike Live. Man, we have a, we have a super, super amazing show for you tonight. Uh, I say that every time, but this time, I'm serious. Uh, it's a stellar show with two very special guests in the house tonight. We've got Jim and Dan Miller, uh, MMA superstars in the house with us tonight. It's going to be a great show. We're going to be talking and them about a lot of stuff, and we got to do a little fishing, and we got to do a little, little, little sparring today. <laughs> uh, and we're going to talk about that. Pretty amazing experience for me. Uh, we're going to get into all that. Uh, let Let me start. Let me introduce the room one by one. And uh, sitting to my right, uh, my partner in this really ridiculous show <laughs> called Ike Live uh mr pete glosick pete, <laughs> how, how are you, you man?
1: tonight well you're not so good honestly not so good, okay. <laughs> i got choked out a little earlier today i'm on I, i'm on advil and ice packs <laughs> right now wow, <laughs> wow. Uh, i may have to get some vertebrae fused uh <laughs> yep. after the show's done i'm not sure sounds like a lot of pain going on there <laughs> well you know i'm i'm well medicated
0: so we're all right okay well i, n- I noticed two things uh, immediately when I look over at you. I notice that tonight you have your reading glasses on. I do. And ready. And the second thing I noticed is a very unusual red and white jacket you have on. <laughs> do you want to talk about that a little bit? Do you want to give us... I s- do, man. Okay. This
1: we'll give get a slowdown hey, on it. You know, in honor of these amazing guys that you all are going to get to meet here in, in, in just a minute, th- these professional MMA fighters that are, uh, I mean, just exceptional, I, w- I wore my high school wrestling jacket. Wow. We were champs. We were champs of South Jersey. We went to the states. Uh we were undefeated in our conference at Delsey wrestling. Undefeated. Undefeated. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we were uh we were pretty pretty strong. I, I love the sport of wrestling. Um I like everybody here in this room. Uh we've all become great fans of the UFC and MMA fighting and uh, you know we're psyched to have these guys and and talk about. It. So I, I wore my wrestling jacket in their honor from 1985.
0: It's classic. 1985. 1985. Wow. I don't know if you knew this, but about 75% of our listeners <laughs> were not yet born in 1985. <laughs> I don't
1: know if you knew that, but it's okay. I, I'm I'm amazed it's still hanging in there, man. Don't, you think it looks sharp? I you like know, it. I like, is that
0: satin? I think it is. I like it. That's so old school. <laughs> uh, and let me let me next move to the casting couch, and you, you heard. Us already talk about them, but let me introduce them one by one. Uh, sitting to my left on the casting couch tonight, Dan Miller. Dan, how are you tonight?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. Good. Good to see you. Pleasure to have you here tonight. Thank you. It's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting show. We're going to get to talk about what happened today a little bit, yep. and I'm going to d- dig into your guys' life because you you guys have the most interesting life in the world, <laughs> and you know this guy sitting next to you, your brother Jim Miller. Jim, how are you tonight?
3: I'm doing very well.
0: Uh, Matt, thank you guys for joining us. We uh, we do have this one bond in common and that we're all from Jersey. Mm-hmm. We're all right. Jersey guys. So, you know, a lot of our viewers are uh, from across the country and they have this stereotype of Jersey being like, you know, like these New Yorkers, you know, and Jersey Shore. You guys don't fit that stereotype whatsoever. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> not. Did you cringe every time you saw the Jersey Shore on TV? Be honest. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, I pretty did much. too. Yeah. It's, did you cringe, Pete? I, uh, you know, yeah,
1: I did. I don't you think I, I don't think I watched a single episode. You never did. No, I, I was that cringed by it. I could I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't sit through.
0: It was that disturbing to your mindset?
1: Though? Yeah, it was disturbing. But I know all the characters, right? The situation.
4: Yeah. Who else? <laughs> <laughs> he <knows> all. all.
1: <laughs> I knew the all the characters, the situation. <laughs> There's that girl that I don't know. Snooky. I, I, Snooky. I, I know. I know the characters. Jay wow. Yeah. If you remind me, I, I've seen them all on the news
0: and interviewed, but I don't think
1: I ever saw a show. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, it's quite the sermon. So, guys, thank you for joining us. Man, uh, a pleasure to having the studio. We're gonna talk a lot of stuff tonight. We're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk hunting and fishing. Sounds good. We're gonna talk MMA. We're going to talk beer brewing. We're going to talk a little family. We'll talk all sorts of stuff. So it'll be wide open tonight. And remember, this is a PG-13 show, so feel free to say anything you want to say. (laughs) Uh, Let me continue with the introduction. And uh, probably, besides, I want to say, besides Pete, because Pete, you're super important. The next two most <laughs> important guys in this show are in the back, and uh, our producer, and uh, the guy that makes this show possible every week. Brian DeCarpenter in the house. How are you doing tonight, Brian? Good, man. Good to see you. Are you do you want to do a Liquid Mayhem plug right now, or are you gonna later? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's
4: my? my okay, <laughs>
0: where's that? It's, it it's, it's over it's there. there. It's in <laughs> your Here it goes, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> where's <laughs> that? No, no, put it back. It's, put it back. It's, okay, it's, it's a good, good shot. Yeah. Uh, and sitting next to Brian the Carpenter as our very own Dave Brodzik, aka Wharf, aka Fathead. How
5: you doing tonight, Dave? Right now I'm nursing a collapsed trachea with some yards <laughs> brew.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. All right. And that actually brings us to our next part of the show, which is every week uh, we drink a different beer, and tonight. Man, look at this thing. Brian, give me a crotch shot. Is that as close as we can get? That's the one. That's the one. We've got an amazing beer from a local Philadelphia brewery, Yards Brewing Company. And tonight, in honor of Jim and Dan, we're drinking Brawler. Yep. Just thought awesome. it would be a nice tie into the show. So, thank you, Yards. Uh, it's going to be a good beer tonight. Uh, let's start this show, as we always do every show, and want to send a huge thank you out to all the military. Uh, we're on the heels of Veterans Day here, so thank you, men and women. Thanks you, veterans, ac- active military. Thank you guys for what you do. It's a crazy world. Dude, with everything going on right now in the world over Paris, it's, it's fucking scary. It's, it's scary it's
1: crazy it's really scary and uh you know we're active uh, uh, thank you so much the the military around the world that's reacting to what's going on in the world today we're so i'm so thankful that they're there to to help and and fight this fight that that really needs to be fought you know it's it's a bad deal thoughts and prayers to to all those loved ones and lost ones uh you know over in france and uh you know, we we really got to get an end to this whole terrorism thing.
0: Yeah, it, it's nuts. We've got to get on top of it. Uh, You know, also, uh, thank you, police officers, uh, EMT, firemen. Thank you guys for what you do. It's amazing. And just to let you know, as always, a key part of Ike Live is you guys, is the fan interaction. And there are lots of ways to get a hold of us on this show. Of course, right there next to your screen, you've got the IM, the instant messaging board, Please let us know if you have a question, a concern, a comment. I am us. You could also get us through social media. Hit us up at Ike Live Show on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We want to hear what you're thinking. And, uh, you know, what we're going to do, I think the way we're going to run this show is we're going to catch you up with what's going on. About 15 minutes of that, and then we're going to get in talking to Jim and Dan, uh, and and we're really going to dive into that. Uh, But but let's get a catch-up. First thing I want to do, I want to uh, lay it over to you, because you've got your Bash University hat on tonight, and we're right here on the backside of a huge season coming up. Give us an update on what's going on with, with Bash University.
1: Well, well, Bash U is, uh, you know, we're we're about to, we finished up our schedule finally. I know a lot of people have been looking for it, and uh, we've been working real hard to get our seminars placed around the country. And we've had Tulsa, Oklahoma and Columbus, Ohio, on the books for a while. But we're we're adding new uh, seminars, and you go to the to check it out. But we're going to be in Boxborough, Massachusetts again this year. We're looking forward to coming back to the New England Hunting and Fishing Expo. And um, we're also going to be at the Harrisburg Show this year. Wow. Which is, uh, which is the NRA show out of, out of Harrisburg. It's one of the longest sporting shows in in the country. That's a a big show. It's been here forever. And it's huge. We're so happy and proud to be associated with those folks. So look for us to be in Harrisburg this year. And um, something, for the first time, we are going international. What do you mean by that? We're we're going we're we're going to Canada. Are you talking this year. James Bond shit going on here. Or what are you talking <laughs> that's about? That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. We're uh, we're going to Toronto, Canada this wow. year. And there's information on that. We're going to be we're going to, if it's not up on the site right now, it's only because these are all brand new, freshly uh, freshly done deals. So we're going to be putting them up. We'll probably have everything up next week. So look for that if you're in that region. And we're also really looking to place some seminars down in different parts of the country. So we may even be announcing some additional sites later in the season here, but we'll we will definitely keep you posted.
6: Pete. Cool. Pete, are you are you worried about uh crossing the border with that mustache? <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I, heard, I heard the Canadian Border Patrol's tough, man. You
1: you look guilty of something. I well I imagine that's true.
6: There's <laughs> a good
0: possibility they won't let you in with that mustache. Well I'm mayb- pretty
1: pretty sure. That, well maybe maybe we'll have to make an adjustment or I'll stay home for that one. I appreciate the heads <laughs> up groom it with some liquid mayhem I think you will be, it'll be yeah, didn't didn't Snidely whiplash or any Canadian <laughs> It's <laughs> <Just laughs> gotta ma- twist it up. <laughs> <laughs> if he made it, I should be okay. Right. But, hey, you know what is really, really cool is uh, we just recently uh, struck a verbal uh, agreement we're gonna have this year's AOY, the man, Amart. At Tulsa, Oklahoma, Bash University. Wow! So look for that, guys. That's going to be great. We're, we're so tickled to be able to work with Aaron this year. He's obviously one of the greatest anglers in the history of the world, and uh, he's going to be doing some seminars for us. So even if you can't make Tulsa, everybody, or any of these events, all of our seminars are available on Bash University TV. You can find that. All that stuff at thebassuniversity.com. All our seminars are broadcast, one a week, every week, uh, forever. So uh, check that stuff out. But we I'm so excited to see what Aaron has to say and, and listen to his instruction because he's, he's so different from every other angler.
0: Yeah, it's its going to be awesome having him there. And he's going to, you know, Aaron rambles a lot, so he'll do like 50 seminars <laughs> in one seminar. So that's going to be good. Uh Let me give you an update, too. Uh, For those of you that know, the Winter League started last weekend. Uh, I was fortunate enough uh, yesterday to fish a Winter League on Parvin. Uh, We had 14 boats, and there were five bass total caught in that event. Um, To let you know, I caught zero bass and uh, didn't do very well in the tournament. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. But I did win big miscellaneous of the day for $75. Did you? Yeah, with a 2.3 pound yellow perch. That's an amazing perch. Thank no, you very much. Uh, good yes. lord. Two pound yellow perch? Well, hold on a second. The way they weighed them, they had to, their regular scale broke, so they had to weigh them in a bag. So there was some bag weight there. I'd but say I'm, so. But, but wait a minute. I'm going to give you an honest estimate that that was a pound and a half perch. Wow. Absolutely. So $75 for miscellaneous. Jumbo. So, jumbo. You can call me a perch master.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, perch jerker. Perch jerker. And uh, <laughs> something else interesting happened. Um which is we got to uh, to rescue two high school kids that were fishing in that yeah. tournament. Uh, re- really crazy. Uh, they were fishing in a really low, uh, I'm trying to describe this boat. It was kind of the most low, narrow beam John boat you've ever seen in your life. Load it down with tackle. Uh, and we had a really windy day. We had a west wind blowing 20, 20 30 miles an hour. Yeah. And, and we watched it happen. This boat just capsized and turned over. Here are these two high school kids, you know, clinging on to this capsized mm. boat. Uh, so we were able to get them out of the water. They lost some equipment, but we got them to the beach. Uh, Hypothermia is a killer this time of year. You know that. So uh, what want to give a shout-out to those kids. Uh, uh, Colin Stewart, is that correct, Bry? Colin Bassmaster Stewart. Colin Bassmaster Stewart, uh, if you're watching tonight. Um Take me up on what I told you. Uh, we we said through the Ike Foundation we're gonna donate rods and reels to those kids for for what they lost. They lost a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. you know they're high school kids. Uh, we we've all been there where we've lost equipment or have had equipment stolen. Right. So uh, so we're gonna hook those guys up. So please, if you guys are watching, come by this week. We're gonna hook you up with some more rods and reels. The other thing interesting that happened in Parvin, and this is non tournament related, was we. We actually picked up, and some of you might have saw the promo for these earlier in the week, but there it goes right there. These are our beautiful, brand-new, Ike-inscribed beer mugs that we picked up at Parvin. And what a a Sunday, super shout-out to to the guys that made this thing for us. It's amazing. Uh, Kevin Burke. uh, Kevin Burke does a laser-engraving business, and he's local here in South Jersey, Amazing glasses. Uh, we're all going to be drinking out of these things for years to come. Uh, if you want to look him up, it's an awesome glass, great-looking product. It's K N Laser. K N L Laser. K N L Laser at gmail.com. K N L Laser at gmail.com. Awesome glass. Thank you, Kevin. And I also met his wife. Uh, great meeting you guys. Thank you for the glasses. We're going to enjoy them for many years to come, because we love drinking beer here at the show. They look awesome. They look awesome, don't they? Look at that thing. It's amazing. That's really cool. That's laser engraved. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Laser laser engraved. I want to also remind you, what you saw, for those of you that were patiently waiting for the show to start, we ran a couple minutes late, you saw an amazing video, a bacon challenge that was shot in Maryland, (laughs) Uh, really cool. And I uh, met this guy for the first time, Mike. And uh, you know him as One Rod, One Real Fishing. Uh, really cool guy. Really cool video. Uh, definitely look for it. Look for it on his YouTube channel. It's One Rod, One Real Fishing. And you'll see three bass caught on film on pieces of bacon. Actual bacon, Pete. I can't believe it. No, it's true.
1: Real bacon. So they. Can I you told me a little yeah. bit about it? They bit a drop
0: shot piece of bacon drop shot bacon uh was one of the techniques that caught the fish. Did you like cut it into like a little Well, we action did. Oriented we did, piece so we bacon? got the bacon strips and, and in the beginning, because it was such clear water, we thought we would go with finesse bacon, which is turkey bacon, right?
4: <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? That's like a finesse kind of bacon like okay. right, yeah. yeah, right. So we started with that. I actually caught my first bass on that. But what we realized, it was was very – it didn't hold on the hook well. So as the day went on, we realized that going to really fatty bacon, that thick-cut, fatty-ass bacon that's terrible for you but tastes so good, was the deal because the fat kept it on the hook better. So we ended up catching another one on a jig and another one on a swim jig with bacon as a trailer. So – Kind of like pork rind, I was just going to say, and we've been using pork rind for, are you allowed to use bacon in a tournament?
1: I would say, because it can't be live bait, so I would say bacon counts. What do you think? I, I would say it's a great, it probably would work, are you? Maybe you could come up
0: with a whole product line. I, we might. We might. Hey, if there's, if there's any bacon sponsors out there listening tonight, <laughs> we're shameless. We'll take you. <laughs> and we all we all love bacon here. I'm uh,
2: looking for a bacon sponsor, yeah. too. Are
0: you, you guys are? See? <laughs> yeah. Please.
2: We love, we love bacon. I am calling. We we've got bacon.
0: we've got a lot of bacon lovers here tonight. Uh, but look for that video, One Rod, One Real Fishing. Uh, pretty awesome. And... One last thing, and, I, Brian, I don't want to get into it right now. I just want to mention it, and I want to get back to it later in the show, uh, which is um, a competitor on FLW side, on the Rayovax on the FLW, did something unbelievable recently, and I do want to talk about it later, but let's mention it real quick. Pete, do you know this story? Ray, yeah. Okay. Ray Hanselman, a friend of mine, actually
1: fished on uh, with me in Texas on the first uh, Texas Bass Classic. Okay, that's how I met Ray. TTBC. Yeah, he's, yep. he's a guide down at Lake Amistad, and he he did the most amazing feat that that has been done. Four tournaments in a row over on the FLW side. Uh, he won all three in the Texas division, and then went on
0: to win the championship. That's amazing. <sighs> I, I mean, it's triple level league. You know, yeah. it's not quite the top of the rung, but mm-hmm. I don't. Has that ever been done before? Ray, Roland
1: Martin won three in a row back in the day. Uh, there's been a couple doubles won. I think Kevin may have won. I don't. I'm not sure of that, but he may have won three. But that's that's the most that I think has ever been done. But it's it's so rare to. I mean, three it's in amazing. a row. It's only amazing. it's only been done a couple times. Maybe four in a row.
0: Never. So that it's quite impressive. It's amazing. It's amazing. And and we're going to get back to that. We're going to talk a little bit about that amazing feat uh, in the after hour section of the show. Uh, but but, Bry, I, I, can you replay that song that we were going to play an in intro? I just I I feel like I need some music. Can you get to that in, in a second or two? Putting the pressure on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I got it, too. You do. Yeah. I, uh, I I want to get right to these guys on the couch, because this, this is we've got a lot to talk about. Okay. You have something. I have one more.
1: One more very, very important thing, and this goes toward thanking our veterans and whatnot. But I was fortunate right. enough this week to fish with Captain Marshall Angerman, uh, who did two tours overseas. Um, and he's right now, I think he's stationed in Baltimore. I think he is. But he wants to make a donation to the Ike Foundation wow yeah he did he went through his uh some of his gear he's donating a whoa ride, a rod and reel look at that as well as uh this is pretty cool it, one of his original tackle boxes that he got started fishing with wow he wanted to donate that and uh of course a really cool uh tackle bag with uh there's there's some goodies in here
0: wow so uh, he
1: wants to donate to this to the ike foundation thank you thank you very much captain Wow. Great, that, great fishing with you by the way.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Especially getting it from a veteran. That means a lot. Thank you very much for that donation. And as everybody knows, the Ike Foundation, anything that goes to that foundation, all this stuff, the rods, the reels, the tackle, all this stuff is going to go to kids' groups all across the country, uh getting kids involved in fishing. Super important. Thank you. Thank you for that donation. Uh, and by the way, if you want to donate, uh, you can go to uh, MikeIginelli.com slash IkeFoundation and get more information on that stuff. Uh, Brian play that song. And uh, I, I want to get into this. I want to get into talking to these guys because I had such an amazing time today. When you hear this song, I'm hearing this song right now. You guys are hearing it. Does this get you pumped up at all when you hear this? Because you've heard this a million times.
2: It kind of does. Yeah. It kind of does. does. Okay.
0: Yeah. It gets me I'm ready to go. Up. <laughs> oh my God! The first official fight in the Ike Studios, right here. This is amazing. He came at me. You saw it. <laughs> he me. <came laughs> yeah. It's self defense. It's yeah. self defense. He struck me. You know.
4: <laughs> 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 That's yeah. awesome.
0: I, I mean, you hear this song. It's amazing because in fishing, like uh, when, when 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 I was young and watching tournaments on TV, the old Bassmaster TV show. You know, we had like Bob Cobb, this announcer, and and every week, you know, right before the show came on, you'd hear this song, it'd be like that intro music to to Bassmasters, but it would be totally lame and different than that. It'd be just like something like do, 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 do. and then Bob Cobb would come on, "This is the Bassmasters." You know, but but it pumped me up like yeah, as yeah. a kid. It pumped me up because that was like it was my passion. It was it was fishing, you know. I'm, and I mean, that, that's kind of where I want to start this interview. You, you guys have have an amazing track record in MMA, uh, which started in wrestling. Did you know from from early age that this was a passion of yours? Like, what what developed that? Uh,
2: we started wrestling early. I mean, both of us. Uh, I think I was I was six. He was <laughs> probably four because yeah. we started about the same time. Um, but, uh, it, it, my, you know, our dad brought us into it and, and got us into it because our, our uncles did it. He did it when he was younger. And, yeah. Uh, but, uh, it, it, yeah, I think it, it was fun. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. And we kept doing it. never pressured us. Just yeah. continued doing it. But uh, never as a as a kid did I ever expect to do what we're doing now. Right. You know, as uh, a
4: yeah, young adult. So, Yeah,
0: so when you were, when you were 15, 16, <laughs> 17 years old... At that point, you never closed your eyes and, and thought, "God, this is something that I'm going to do professionally, and this is going to take me places that <laughs> I've never dreamed about no, going." Not even close. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, we just—I
2: always aspired to do, you know, just wrestle more. Yeah. Um, I never, never aspired to fight. I, you know, I—I I had seen it, watched it a little bit, but I hadn't. I didn't really start getting into it until I was, uh, uh you know, a young adult. And, right. Yeah. You know,
3: 20 years old right. started watching it so.
0: yeah Did you, do you feel the same way Jim
3: I I guess it was around the same time yeah you know so I was still like about 18 yeah uh, and, and I was like you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight yeah I'm gonna try it yeah and of course it took us three and a half years <laughs> from that point you know yeah. to finally start training yeah but uh the way that I thought about it and how it was gonna go was a lot different <laughs> than the way it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I I envisioned you know like Working out in the barn, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like like that Rocky montage, Rocky IV. You know, like I, that sounds so cool. And I was a lot more jacked in my vision, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The process mentally was more exciting than Uh, what was actually going on. Yeah, a
3: lot bigger pecs. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you know, I, I mean, we grew up wrestling around. Yeah. You know, even when it wasn't wrestling season, we had a wrestling mat in the in the basement. And yeah. We would just basically beat the tar out of each other. Yeah. Usually, I came out on the losing end of it. Right. You know? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Still does. Yeah. Still uh, does. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we were always physical doing stuff. You know? Yeah. We have an older brother, and we were always yeah, always always rolling around, always doing something that. Hurt a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, My so dad,
2: our dad brought the wrestling mat so that we could practice. Yeah. 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 It- It never was used for the intention. Yeah, we we played once for (laughs) it.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: it was. We wrestled, but it was always like you know on the mat wrestling. It was never like okay, let's let's drill some moves. It was was like live action. Yeah, go. and there was sometimes (laughs) punching and kicking involved and and weapons and (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that.
0: Any were were there ever any nunchucks or Chinese stars in any of these? these Not Chinese
2: stars, but
0: (laughs) nunchucks. chucks. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, num chucks.
0: Now, Pete, I want to throw it to you because. We we know from the intro that you wrestled, and you wrestled in in high school and college. Mm -hmm. Uh, How did you, I mean, did you have this same kind of, were you just drawn to it? How did you get involved in it? In wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, wrestling
1: is a very, very special sport. It really is. It develops character and mental toughness to a level that I've really never encountered in other things. And once you you start into it, it, it just... Man, it, it just consumes you if uh, it, you know if it's something that that you can get into. So, right. I mean, that's what I. That's the way I, I kind of got involved in. It. I admired my coach. He he was a brand new coach coming out of college and a super talented guy. And and uh, you know, I just I wanted to be like him honestly and and i didn't i lost every match my my freshman year i really i had no idea these guys started at six i didn't start wrestling till what's what's freshman 14 right that's the first i didn't i didn't know how to defend i didn't know what to take down. i didn't know i lost every match but um but i kept at it and i got better and better and um You know it it just it it is it's it's something that if you do it in your lifetime you will never forget those experiences and we shared you know some some wins that we had i had you had in in the high school times and um but yeah, I, I was I loved it. I love the sport of wrestling. I think it's one of the greatest things you could do as a as a competitor. I think it's helped me in fishing. Yeah, many many times it's helped me when when the chips are down and you're struggling. Uh, you know, if you've wrestled in a, in, in tournaments and, and matches, you feel like you can. There's nothing else. There's yeah. nothing else that's that hard, except for maybe getting punched in the face. <laughs> right. You know, or kicked like you do in the MMA. But that see that that's what's really unique is when I wrestled. That wasn't cool like MMA was there but it wasn't like the UFC is now you know yeah. it was just kind of a sidebar to you know to jiu-jitsu or you know the other all the other yeah. mixed martial arts didn't have I, there that wasn't when I graduated and got done wrestling there was nothing to go to. you either went to the olympics right right as a wrestler or that was it right right but now you see so many of the wrestlers like these guys that that have this great you know, thing yeah. to go to, but, man, I tell you, I'd have been... I don't know if I have a glass jaw or not. I'd have been scared <laughs> to death getting out there to, you know, get kicked and punched in the face. Yeah. And, what, you know,
7: res-
0: that, wrestling seems easy compared to that. Was that an easy transformation for you guys from, from the wrestling scene to the MMA scene? Was it a gradual transition, or was it something that just happened like that?
3: I, I think it was uh, pretty easy for us. I mean, we both... Um, we, were, we wrestled but neither of us were spectacular wrestlers you know we were, we were good high school wrestlers um, you know I was a, I had a losing record in college you know got thumped on by some very talented guys uh, but um, we never had that ego going in and there are some very talented wrestlers that go into the mixed martial arts and they try to just out wrestle people and it bites him in the ass right um we both wanted we wanted to learn jiu-jitsu right and then when we stopped doing just the cardio kickboxing classes our striking training (laughs) (laughs)
4: um
3: (laughs) we you know we really we wanted to learn striking you know and 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 it's it even though it was never like that you know uh we never approached wrestling as a martial art it really is yeah you know and and it kind of has that same same type of uh you know mental um i guess mental approach to 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 the sport yeah
0: um
3: so it it was pretty easy for us i mean getting over the getting punched in the face thing that you know yeah. i i didn't sleep for a couple of weeks leading up to my first fight yeah. right. you know it's was like oh, you know <laughs> i don't want to get punched in the face yeah. you know like i had been in one stupid street fight you know before that yeah uh, <laughs> i and, can't imagine you know and yeah it's like i, I don't want to get I don't want to get punched in the face. Yeah. Yeah. But then he went out. He fought before me, <laughs> steamrolled his kid, and it's like I could do this. You know, and I'm like I cornered him. If he him, can do it, like, yeah. I can do it. He, he fought like second fight of the night, yeah. something like that. I was the fourth, so I went out. I was warming up with him. I cornered him, and then uh, yeah, I'm like Excellent. skipping back to the back to the locker room. was like <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awesome, you know, <laughs> you know. And then uh, yeah, it was. Uh, It wasn't that bad.
0: Right, right. And for all the guys watching tonight, I know a lot of you are hardcore MMA fans. A lot of you already know Jim and Dan. Uh, For those of you that don't, what I want to do, Brian Carpenter, can we fire a video up? And then what we're going to do, Pete, I'm going to bring you back to the IM. And I'm going to bring out uh, Dave, because Dave probably... Is Super the fan. biggest fan of the sport I know. His son's in wrestling, so I'd, mm. I'd like to bring Dave out. Is that okay with you, Pete? Yeah, by all means. Okay. I mean, he he knows the sport. I'd okay, love to so hear the conversation. We're gonna bring Dave out. We're gonna and, play a quick three minute vid. Yeah, we're gonna play a quick three minute video, and for everybody that's not a fan, I want you to watch this, and this will really give you an idea of what we're talking about tonight. So let's make a swap. Brian DeCarpenter, go ahead and play this video, and hang with us two or three minutes, and we'll be right back. over. Fight's over indeed.
4: Congratulations. Welcome
0: to the UFC. Oh, sorry. We're back. Uh, thank you for holding on to that. I wanted, I wanted to, it was kind of a weird deal to play that, but I wanted everybody that's a fan of Ike Live that's not a fan of the sport to see that, because that really gives you a good idea of what we're talking about. Uh, you know, we, we came back to this break, and I want to remind you that we're not going to talk all MMA. We're not going to talk all fighting, wrestling. The show. We're going to talk more about that. But we're also going to talk a little bit about fishing. And 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 if you notice here too, we played musical chairs a little bit. Jim Jim's sitting in Pete's seat. And it's that really that's warm. yeah. That seat's terrible, by the way. Uh, what we decided the last show is that we purposely gave Pete that little slouchy chair to make him look bad. So it was all about Pete. It's not about you. Uh, Thank you for that. Yeah, but but you guys uh, are hardcore, and, and I saw it today, but you guys hunt and fish <laughs> just as much as you do other stuff. And, and talk a little bit about that. I mean, because you told me, I asked you earlier how you got involved in fishing, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of guests on the show, and I asked that question, and 99% of them say, I got into fishing when I was really young because my dad took me every day. And you have a little bit different story. Tell tell that story about how you got into hunting and fishing.
3: Uh, Yeah, uh, you know, our our dad was always, uh, you know, he had he had four kids. Um, was a framer, residential framer. Later on, but before that, he was he was building like salt domes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, he was always working, you know, and if he wasn't working. He was coaching one of us in football, baseball, or wrestling. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't so much that he he brought us out. Yeah. It was just that he he told us the stories. Of, yeah. You know, I mean, m- him. You know, my my grandparents. Uh, you know, they they put food on the table by fishing and yeah. and, and hunting and um, you know, they they fished a lot. They uh. Um. They hunted a lot of deer and a lot of uh, pheasant, quail. Yeah. Um. And we heard these stories, uh, all the time when our grandfather would come in. Stories
0: know, of hunting and fishing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: It was that's really what it was, you know. And uh, and our grandfather, you know, he used to tell us these stories, and he'd tell you the same story eight times in a row. <laughs> but, yep. but you know, it, it kind of just like. We, we we didn't get to experience it with them when we were that that little. Right. But, um. You know, when we we moved, when like '93, we mm-hmm. moved to uh, a lake community in Sparta, Lake Mohawk. Um, you know, like I said before, a disgusting lake, like just <laughs> neon green. Uh, pretty good fishing though. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, all summer long, we'd we'd go down and and fish, you know, in the yep. afternoons. And and uh, you know, before we started working for yeah. our dad, we'd. Um, before 12 years old, when we got put in slavery. Yeah. Labor. Right. <laughs> um, you know, carrying There's stuff, labor laws yeah. against that. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, we we would fish fish quite a bit, you know, and and uh, I mean, just off the docks with little grubs and, yeah. and jig heads, but you know, you would still catch fish, and um, and then even hunting, you know, we we kind of we had got to the point where we were teenagers, and yeah. it's like, all right, we're just gonna take it upon ourselves, you know, yeah. and we and we uh, went out got our hunting licenses, and um, it was
2: thanks to our older brother because he could drive yeah. at that point, right? Yeah. It was like, you know what. Uh, if he, our old man's not gonna take us, we're gonna go do yeah. it ourselves. Yeah. But you know, as soon as he, uh, as soon as we did, our dad, yeah. jumped right in and. Uh, and he and hasn't got us. a deer
3: since. Yep. <laughs> 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 he got he got the first one I shot, got that for him, and then he hasn't he hasn't, he hasn't got, got an animal anything. since. He's wow. Gotten, you know, gotten a couple deer, gotten. A bear. Yeah. And uh, it's always our job to. Yeah. Drag them out and to clean them and <laughs> wow. butcher them.
0: leaving the dirty yeah. work for you guys. Yeah, yeah. It's such an interesting story because you know, being from New Jersey and hunting and fishing, is kind of a weird thing anyway. You know, people look at New Jersey again. You know, you hunt, you fish, and you're from that state. But the fact that you guys kind of self taught yourself, it's it's different. It's very interesting. That 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 interests me. You know, that you had this. You had stories, and you took it upon yourself to learn the sport. Mm. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty
5: amazing. Dave, did you want to say something? No, no. I just thought uh, Jim and I were talking earlier about when he was in high school, and if you want to if you want to pick up from there, I just thought it was an interesting
3: story and where, where life takes us. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I I've been a huge fan of yours since yeah since since high school. You know, wow. I wow. I remember seeing you when you've like I forget what tournament you won big tournament um and all of a sudden it's like this guy from new jersey beats all the, you know the, the southern royalty of bass fishing <laughs> and it's like i could be a bass fisherman now yeah. like, this is awesome <laughs> you know here's this guy break dancing on the on the bow of his boat yeah. like this is so cool you know and wow uh, yeah it's it's crazy and then and then hearing the stories of the, the your fishing spot the tick hole now, that is yeah. pretty it's, amazing. It's absolutely crazy. It blows my mind. That's pretty amazing. So, uh,
0: without giving away the GPS Cordis, because I know every <laughs> Ike Live viewer is dying to know where the tick hole is at, uh, yeah. t- t- without giving it away, uh, as we talked it on the boat, yeah. come to find out that the tick hole that you guys have heard about for years and years and you've seen the pictures is a place that Dan and Jim have fished yeah. a yeah. lot yeah. Uh, growing up. So, such a small world it's yeah. amazing yeah i mean we used to we used to live uh
3: yeah, right through the wood. A half a mile from there wow you know? yeah. that's cool <laughs>
0: yeah wow yeah. that's amazing isn't it that's amazing by the way, I'm flattered for you saying that, uh, and I'm also a little disturbed because it, it dates <laughs> it me. It dates you, yeah. It dates me. <laughs> so, uh, now I know how Pete feels, you know, we always yeah. bust Pete's balls because he was at the original Woodstock concert, and, yeah, and you know, now I'm the old guy. This chair know? smells like mothballs from that jacket. No <laughs> 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 Pete, I told you not to
3: do that. <laughs> that jacket did smell bad, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, literally. It
0: looked good, though. It looked yeah, it really look good. good in yeah. red satin. Yeah. You looked awesome. You looked awesome. Uh, let me remind everybody, uh, we want to hear from you. Lots of ways to get in touch with us. Hit us up on the IM. Mr. Pete Glusick's back there trying to figure it out right now. I see him scratching his head. You could also hit us up on social media, at Ike Live Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, let's break into today, because today had a, r- a couple really cool facets for me. Uh, and the first one, you know, the way I look at today is, is I got to... Bring you into my world a little mm-hmm. bit, sort of. You know, you guys are, had already fished, but I got to bring you into my world a little bit. And then we swapped, and, and you got me to bring bring me into your world a little bit, which was really cool. But let's start on the first half of the day. Uh, great day. We launched the boats. We're on this little lake in South Jersey, post-cold front. And we knew the fishing was going to be tough. We kind of knew it. Uh, but we had a cool day, and we caught right. a lot of fish. Mm-hmm what give me your honest opinion of what happened today and you gotta admit now admit up to today you had a couple tough fishing trips before this so Uh,
3: yeah yeah up to i had one well it wasn't it was a decent fishing trip for me my fishing partner on my last (laughs) one uh didn't have a good outing Mm. but uh i had like last year i had the worst i went out dozen two dozen times and i caught two little like Sonny's the, you know, the size of my palm. That's um, two
0: more than Brian's caught in his entire life, yeah. by the way. It was,
3: just, it was bad, you know, being mocked by my father, being mocked <laughs> by my friends, my wife. You know, <laughs> oh, you don't catch anything. you catch anything? No, I didn't catch anything. Uh, I was finally able to break the curse, you know, uh, over the summer. Yeah. And then, yeah, today, I, I, this is the best day I've had in a, a few years. We it's, caught a lot of yeah, fish.
0: And, and what was funny is we, we were kidding before we even left the dock. I said before we lever left dock. I said, here, "Here it goes. Watch what happens. I'm gonna get my ass kicked twice today. I'm gonna get my ass kicked fishing. I'm gonna get my ass kicked on the mat." Yeah. And sure enough, the first two fish caught <laughs> yeah. today, back to back, yeah, yeah. Jim and Dan, back to back, I know, man. with pickerel. It was amazing. Uh, but without, I, I don't want to puff your heads up too much, okay? <laughs> but I got to tell you, we we do have we've had a bunch of guys on the show. Uh, more, you know, mainstream athletes from other sports. We've had some entertainers on the show, and I, I don't, I don't know the right way to politically correctly say this, but you guys can really fish. <laughs> like yeah. a thank lot you. of the guys oh, we you. had on the show, <laughs> thank you. They, you, you know, they have, yeah. they, you know, they can. Snoop. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to get there because people know who've been on the show. But um, I think you're already there. Just uh, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to say this the right way. Way. They're not I mean, as effective the as the Miller Brothers. <laughs> they're not as effective as the Miller Brothers. Yeah, I was super impressed
2: because you guys. you are only sh- saying that because we can beat you. I've, up. Well, that's true. That's absolutely true. I don't want to get my ass kicked uh, again.
0: That's part of it, but. Uh, I kind of knew, though, right away, because you guys showed up with your own tackle, <laughs> which is very rare here. Yeah. Most times, guys don't show up with any tackle, and when somebody grabs a spinning rod and holds the reel upside down, <laughs> you know you're fucking in trouble. You know what I mean? That's you your know you're in trouble. Started. Yeah, but but
4: you
3: guys but can he, he didn't. He didn't pick up the baitcaster, though. Oh, I saw no, that. No, <laughs> I, I saw I, that. You were... Listen, I've tried
5: that once or twice, and it didn't end well for me.
3: Yeah, that's I, what I said. I just...
5: That spinner's fine. When we were looking at you guys from a distance, I'm like, yo, man, Jim is using a baitcaster, dude. Like That yeah. you know, was like, like we expected them to come with spinning rod on them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was an awesome day. We, we caught a lot of fish. Uh, I think we ended up catching two bass total between the two boats. We caught a lot of perch, a lot of pickerel. Um, and to let everybody know, you're going to see video on this later. And by the way, Hunter Shyrock is here. And hopefully he's going to be sneaking in here sooner or later. I don't know what he's doing. Uh but we're filming this this week, and you're going to see a lot of this. So uh, keep in touch at mikeaganelli.com. You're going to see it here in Like Live Studios. You're going to see this stuff in action, but we caught a lot of fish.
3: Yeah. We had a great time. Yeah, and I almost smacked him in the face with a perch. <laughs> <laughs>
5: and Dave, you have a perch in your leg right
3: now. Yeah, I, yeah.
5: for, for those uh, watching and listening, Mike Mike took it upon himself to throw a perch at me. <laughs> and I got finned, and I got a fin broke off in my calf. <laughs>
0: I don't think I don't, I, would. I
5: don't recall that. I don't, I don't think yeah. I would ever do that. Uh
0: uh Pete, let's uh let's do some IMs. What do we got coming in cuz I I see my phone blowing up with instant messages. What do we what do we have coming in with people from people?
1: Well, I guess some people want to know from you for after fishing the winter league, uh do you know about the Delfonso Vortex?
0: The Delfonso Vortex. I don't know about that. Uh, should I know about it?
1: Uh, I, they, they, that's their
0: comment they haven't replied back uh, but th-
1: they also asked what what came first the chicken the egg or my jacket oh <laughs> wow
0: that's a good comment that's a good comment I think it's my jacket yeah. I think it's your jacket too I think it's your jacket by the smell your jacket yeah <laughs> I think it is uh, l- let's uh, l- I want to jump back into the uh professional aspect of what you guys are doing a little bit and uh you know as we talked today we we talked all day and we were kind of i felt it was great because i was getting into your world a little bit and hearing you say things about your sport that really 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 reminded me a lot of fishing now that sounds weird right because you know the sports are totally different but a lot of the elements we talked about all day were the same you know you talked about like you know, like repetition of learning a move, mm. and, and it's the same in fishing. Uh, you know, all, all day the similarities just came up and came up. Um, I, I want to break into that a little bit. Do you feel like that by having a passion for something, it takes you to the next level? Because I, 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 I see that. I saw that a little today when we were on the mat. Do you, do you feel like that's important in what you're doing?
3: Uh yeah, I th- I think it is. You know, I uh, um when it's when it's something that needs to be broken down um as uh you know, into into the small little aspects, like yeah. like grappling or like like fishing, uh, you know, the the million things that come up in in choosing choosing the lure and yeah. um you kind of start to think a little bit differently. Yeah. Um you know, and one thing that me personally I feel is once I've been compared to the best in the world at something, yep. every time I look at myself doing something else, yeah. I'm I'm trying to be I'm trying to be the same level, you know, right. like so we're on, we're fishing and it's like well I gotta I gotta fuck now fish everybody, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to fish as as you know as best as I yeah. can. And that's competitive. And, you're so you're a competitive person. You're driving And it's mostly with myself. You right. know, it's mostly to bring out the best in myself. But anything anything that I do, I'm trying to I'm trying to do it at the absolute best that I can yeah. do it. You know, whether it's you know, building something or brewing beer or cooking or or something like that. I I'm trying to to get better. Right. You know, it's never just doing something just to do it right it's, it's it's doing it to to excel at it right
0: now i I'd tell you another big similarity to me is the kind of we're at the infancy of the sport you know it's a new sport mma is a relatively it's a kind of a new sport yeah. and i feel like fishing is too so you guys have kind of been involved in the beginning you know mm. that growth curve of what your sport is becoming is still on that uptake and that's the same in fishing he- do you feel like it's a good thing or a bad thing that you were thrust into the sport during this time period, during this period of the growth of the sport?
2: I think it's good and bad. Um, you know, it, it's good to be, you know, part of the growth of the sport and, and to feel that like, you know, you had a, an impact in it. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, there's a lot of growing left in MMA and right. Um. Kind of hard to explain, like, but you know, money to be made and all that kind of, you know, is it isn't divvied correctly? so Right. We, you know, kind of getting not we're not in that where future generations of MMA fighters will kind of yeah. Be. So it, it's tough because it, it's not an easy lifestyle. Right. I mean, neither Jim nor I are millionaires from from fighting. We've put we've put a lot of time and effort into into the sport. And without a lot of return. Right. So, um, but, you know, the joy of doing it and, uh, you know, the passion.
0: Yeah, you're passionate Both about love it.
2: You love doing it. Love doing so it. So it
0: outweighs yeah. some of those things. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, you know, it, it, it's good and bad. Yeah. You know, it has
0: good points. What do you, Dave, what do you see as a fan, that, what we're talking about? Do you see, did, when, you, when you, from a fan's point of view, when you watch the sport, do you see that disparity between... Who's making money and the
5: athletes themselves? Well, as a fan, you don't have that inside knowledge. Right. I don't know what guys are making, you know. I don't know what the UFC is making. I don't you know and when you talk to them, yeah, you do learn that there's a massive disparity. You learn that, you know, it's a billion dollar company and there's guys that have to sometimes work full time jobs who are signed contract fighters. Right. And that that's disturbing. That no one who's a signed fighter for the global leader in MMA should have to work a full-time job right. and, and train, you know, part-time. Right. And a, a lot of guys do that. You know, these guys are fortunate enough to actually have their own gym. Most guys th- aren't. You know, most guys have to have to still feed their family while, while chasing this passion right. as professionals. Yeah. Not much different than what we, and specifically you, deal with in your profession in terms of anglers, with the sponsorship money, the way it's divvied up and... Yep. and, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a lot. Now, uh, the one thing, you know, I'm I'm a very casual fan of the sport, but the one thing I noticed, and, and Brian talked to me a little bit about, was uh, was Reebok getting involved. Was mm-hmm. it, it's Reebok, right? Yeah. yeah. That that you know, I, I tell you, the one thing that we have is we have in in professional fishing, we have in most conditions, we have the ability to promote our own brand. Mm-hmm and promote our own sponsors that we bring to the table. And, you know, airtime, TV airtime, magazine exposure, all that stuff, is the venue to bring that sponsor to the table. Do you want to talk about that at all, Jim, about that, that situation and how that's affecting the way you guys can make a living?
3: Uh, it's it's changed things, you know. Um, it's It used to be that, okay, you all right, you got your, your money that you make to show, you got your money that you make to win, and then you had your sponsors. Right. Um, and now with just the way that the deal was worked out, uh, that money from sponsors is gone, you know, and basically everybody is making a fraction of what they were, you know, wow. what they were making on sponsors. Right. Um, from from the Reebok deal. So um, it, it does... It does suck, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, I I love the sport of MMA, you know, and and I don't I don't fight and haven't sacrificed my time and my body and and everything to get to this level. I, I, I do it because I enjoy it, um, but I also do it now because I'm supporting my family doing it, right? You know, and I never did it for the attention. I never did it so that people could admire me inside the cage and um. That was ne- that was never the reason, yeah. but you know, uh, being able to take this career and take all this time, this this ten years, uh, it's basically almost ten years to the day since our first fight. Uh, a couple days from now, like yeah. three days from now, wow, will um, cool. be the tenth ten year anniversary from our first fight. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping to be able to take this the 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 notoriety that I've built and the brand that I've built and make it into something. Uh, you know, bigger that, that, um, can provide for my family and provide the, the type of living that I want for my family. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Reebok thing I think was, uh, I don't, I don't like the way it was executed. Right. You know, it, right. uh, it, I don't know. The whole, the thing is the whole, um, apparel, uh, I don't know, all the, all the apparel companies, um. That are, that are in mixed martial arts right now, it threw everybody on their heads. Right. Everybody's trying to, to bring out new lines, and every single one of them is behind. Right. By, like, a year. You yep. know? Um, and the execution was just, from every one of them, from, from Reebok down, the, the execution was just, everybody dropped the ball. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah. I, I don't know what... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what was going through people's minds um, when they did some of this stuff, but you know, I, I think that for the for the UFC and for the UFC fighters, I I think down the line it will be a good thing. Yeah. But like I said, I th- think they executed it in, uh, improperly. Right. You know. Um. I think from day one they should have had us in the absolute best thing they could put us in. Right. The absolute best clothing, you know, and gear right away even if they had to send it to a third party slap some reebok logos on it and get us in top of the line gear right um that way there's there's nearly 500 ufc fighters you know uh they've made some cuts you know lately but that way you'd have all those people saying this stuff is awesome yeah you know this is these are the best fitting shorts i've ever had these yeah you know they they put us in running and crossfit gear yeah yeah you know, and it's not made for MMA. They put us in right. stuff that has zippers all over it. You, I don't, I don't want any of my students wearing pants with right. zippers on the mat. Right. You know, uh, shorts. They have exposed ties. Anything you can get your fingers caught in, or you break a finger. That's that's no go. Right. Um, you know, they they could have they could have done a better job. Um, you know, in the, in the short run. Yeah. in the long run they still might they still might be able to make up for it right you know and and uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that they do um, I I do think that it, it is a good thing as a fighter I hated dealing with all the little companies nickel and diamond yeah, yeah. you know I w- I wanted to go to like hey you know what? I'll I'd, I'd rather have one sponsor right I'd, I'd, you know I'll be a brand ambassador for for one company yeah I don't, I don't care just develop the relationship so that after a fight after fighting i i have somebody who i have a relationship with yeah and that's why i was kind of excited about the direction that it was going um but uh you know it's still kind of you know we're 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 building that we're trying to build that yeah. um but uh yeah it's uh yeah now go ahead
5: Dave. Uh, so you asked me earlier from a fan's perspective and one thing i think that like true mma fans are completely Dissatisfied with with the compensation that you guys receive, and it's overwhelming how many people reject the whole Reebok brand. Uh, it was like almost like it was like a fighter's unique identity that the sponsors they walked in with with their shirts. Their right. shirts were a unique brand, not not not, uh, not just the same as yours is.
0: Like fishing, yeah. You
5: know, and it was I, I would like to see at least going forward, fine, Reebok's the overall sponsor, but let you guys have a panel on the front, and a panel mm-hmm. on the back to promote yourselves. There's a ton of open space on that shirt, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's just you know. <sighs> And I've heard other fighters say what you said that they were just sick of bargaining. At least now they know what they're getting from yeah. this. Now, while though it's not nowhere near what they did when they had the nickel and dime, yeah. it will eventually grow. Yeah, I, I would think so. Right. Yeah. But other sports, people aren't as sympathetic with the players or, or you know, personnel's money as they are with fighters. Like they're just, they really do want to see you guys. I feel you know do much better than and be compensated much more than you are.
0: Yeah. Now, one, one of the things that we're always fighting with and wrestling with is that the, the anglers uh, have no representation mm-hmm. or no real power as a group. Is is that something that, that the athletes of, of, you know, of the MMA and, and have you guys ever sat down as a group collectively and said, you know,
3: should uh, we get together and... No, I, I don't... No, uh you know there's you hear these little whispers in the back alleys yeah. of it. yeah <laughs> you know the, yeah. the back rooms of the venue uh you know it it might solve some of the problems it it might not you know right. um the the thing that honestly in my absolute honest opinion what has held mma back um is just the way that the western fan Looks at the sport, right? Um, when Pride was huge, uh, you know the the promotion over in Japan. They had some of the best fighters on the planet. Granted, they were probably sauced out of their minds. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was all about the way they fought. Yeah. The fighter spirit. Um, it didn't matter. You know, it didn't always matter if they won or lost. But as long as they fought their heart out, as long as they fought with that, that passion, and you know, the way the rules were was, you were judging the fight by who tried to win the fight. Right. You know, that's it. Not, not who took somebody down more, not, you know, who controlled the center more, who actually tried to finish the fight, like it was a street fight. Right. Um, so you had guys, uh, and they also had penalties, they had yellow cards, and um, you know, if you were passive, they'd... Dock you 20% of your purse, so that sucks. Wow. But uh, <laughs> but it was about, like I said, it was about the way that you fought. Right. Uh, you know, it's just just the Western American yeah. way. You know, you yeah. lose you lose once and all of a sudden you suck. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's right, uh, insane. If if the fans want to see a change in the way that we're treated, they have to demand excellence. Right. They have to demand that. That fighter that has put in the time and has, you know, basically scratched and clawed their way to that point, um, you know, you could have somebody that's never fought before go out, bite down on their mouthpiece and swing for the fences, and it could be, you know, people will think it's the most amazing thing, and they'll they'll blow up social media about it, but that person hasn't dedicated their life to it. Right. You know, if I stepped onto the field to play football, I'm going to get booed off because I'm a slow five eight white guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like uh, you know, and I'll probably get killed in the process. But yeah. I haven't, I haven't earned the right to be there. There's, there's really nothing that you have to do to earn the right to be in the ufc at this point it just comes down to timing and and you know uh, oh somebody got hurt let's let's pull this guy in or you know you got onto the show and you're you've got three fights yeah yeah hey you know come on to the show right i think that you know what like i said what we need is the fans to say like listen we need we need guys that are absolutely dedicated martial artists and so you're saying criteria? There Basically. should be a more established criteria. Yeah, but I mean, even if so, it's just got to be that, you know, it's got to be demanded. It's got that right. that level of talent has to be demanded. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like okay, right. well, those those that was a that was an exciting fight, but those guys aren't UFC levels, so we shouldn't we shouldn't blow it up like it was the greatest fight on the planet. Right. You know, I mean the the Forrest Bonner fight was was amazing. It it made the 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 sport huge you know that's that was the moment i mean i remember watching it i remember going downstairs and telling my dad dude turn on turn on tv but you look at it and it's Uh, like well yeah now i mean it wasn't it was a good fight because they showed a lot of heart you know but talent wise and where they were in their careers they got a lot better after that yeah you know Yeah. yeah uh so yeah it's it's just it's that's what it's going to take it's just going to take that you know yeah that demanding of a certain level of excellence yeah. you
5: mentioned the american fan and the one thing that drives me insane about the american fan is the booing during the fights mm-hmm. yeah that i i i, I, I it, it's uh, it, it's 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 the most insulting thing you can do to two guys that are in there actually mm-hmm. fighting to boo them you know like Pat Cummings had his last... Uh, fought, uh, a wrestler named Pat Cummings. He's a Penn State wrestler. He fought a guy just recently named Glover Texera. Now, Pat Cummings, when it comes to wrestling in MMA, he's, he's a he's, you know, high-level wrestler. Yes. This guy, this Glover Texera, was able to get taken down and get right back up from under this guy. But people were booing, at, like, the attempt at a takedown and hold him down, but they didn't appreciate the fact that this guy Texera was able to get up from underneath one of the best wrestlers in, in mixed martial arts Dude, that right. was in and Brazil. get up effortlessly not like it was it was amazing how he was right. able to get up but now you know fan appreciation but they're still showing up for these some, some of these shit cards and these shit fights mm,
4: yeah, and we're still yeah.
5: ordering the pay-per-views I'm guilty of it yeah. I look at it as a monthly bill like and you know and, and to to support what you're saying we almost have to demand what you said excellence mm-hmm. You know, make those five fights better. Be the best five fights they can yeah. put together. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah,
0: and I agree with you about the booing uh, transfers of fishing too. Oh yeah. I've never booed anybody, I don't think anybody should ever be booed except oh, oh. Dave Lafevre <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh,
6: uh, <laughs> no, but, but before you transition out of that, I, it takes something that 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 drives me crazy is 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 the haters, especially internet haters. Oh yeah. I, you know, I, I, yeah. I mean, like I was going to tell these guys earlier. You actually were made GQ's top ten list of most hated That's athletes. right.
0: I was. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's lot Thank, lot.
3: Thank you very much. Chris. I thought it was like top ten hottest bodies. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Well, you saw that today with the purple. I uh, purple totally
0: agreed. Little fat yeah. gut <laughs> right. bulging I had going on. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, what Brian said, which is interesting, and uh, I mean, you have that in every sport, is the haters. But, and I've said this to Brian a million times, and uh it's so true, which is that the haters are key to the business model. Mm-hmm. I'm serious, you know what I mean because dude look at it uh that that kind of that that unfan fuels the true fans, like times ten, you know so it, it's it's key, it's yeah. so important, you know, I love the haters. Because they helped my business. It built it built your brand. It did. Well,
1: spe- speaking of haters, DJ Bass wants to know if these MMA fighters reel with the spinning reel upside down.
3: <laughs> they don't. Legit- Only when fishing don't. on the left side of the
0: boat. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Everything was correct in the boat today. Uh, I, I want to switch gears and and talk about, and and again, we're going to see this later in videos after the show tonight, but... I want to talk about the second half of today. So we went out, we fished, <laughs> we had a freaking blast. By the way, we had a tournament. Yes. And uh, ah, Dan Jim and I, Gemini, yeah, Dan Jim and I kicked Dave, Pete, and Bride's ass. Yeah, well, well, Mike yeah,
2: kicked <laughs> Mike kicked their ass, and Jim and I kind of helped a little bit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, you guys helped. You guys help. Uh But then, then we came in, we got lunch, and then this is this is the best part of the day for me. Because then I got to kind of – besides the outfit, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But we laid some mats down, and, and then we got to to switch roles here. And I got to, to see a little bit of your guys' world. I, I, I want to talk about that because I got to tell you, the the first thing I was blown away by – and I got to admit, I was a little scared I was going to get my ass kicked. I didn't know I didn't know if some kind of weird flying move was just going to happen out, out of the back, you know, and I was going to have a bloody nose. But I was amazed – at the technique involved, and I, I want to elaborate on this because a lot of our fans aren't hardcore mm. MMA fans like Dave, right? They're not watching every week, and and I have watched it, but I'm not a hardcore fan either. And the thing that amazed me was the actual technique, you know, and 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 you described it well, right? So you have students, you guys have a gym, and we're yeah. going to talk a little bit more about that, but the technique involved, like the little things, like you, you know. What sticks in my mind is you were talking about your hand positioning, and, you know, oh, no, I like to turn my hand this way, and I'd rather bring my knee this way because it elevates the body. That that shit was blowing me away. No, it was. It was blowing me away. And I, I told – I said this to both of you guys. I said that in as a layman looking at it, that's way tougher than fishing. And I, w- I want to throw that to you. Do Do you agree – that what what happened out there and what happens week in and week out in a match takes Sir, requires way more skill than 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 angling physical, than fishing
5: physical skill and mental toughness yes absolutely there's still an element to being a successful professional angler oh bad. no no I'm they're not an taking anything away from the anglers abilities as well yeah but no from a physical and mental standpoint
0: tremendous yeah, amount of skill it's outstanding tremendous amount of skill and
5: and I I I was blown
0: away by the technique involved. Hmm. And it's neat, because to you guys, it's a second nature. You know, it's like, you just do it. And, and you know, and, and out on the mat, we we're talking a little bit about, you know, like a cast. You know, a guy will cast a, a jig and get it under a dock. Seems very fluid. It's second nature. Um, But that stuff on the mat was foreign to me. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, difficult. Yeah. And it seems so simple to you guys, looking at it. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I mean, is that just you know, those moves and those techniques and, you know, perfecting that stuff, th- did that just come over time?
3: Yeah. I mean, really, it's just, it's, it's just like throwing that cast, right? You know, through, setting the bucket up. Right. 20 paces away and
0: flipping flip
3: into a bucket, Repetition. you know, it, and that's exactly what it is. You know, you, you, you do, you do the move over and over and over and over again, you know, and Yes, okay, a new technique or like, okay, this is a tricky cast, I gotta you know, I gotta flip it under a, a, a tree branch or something like that. Once you have the the movements down, it's a lot easier to, you know, right. kinda adapt on the fly and, and, and do something. Um, you know, we've been wrestling for yeah our basically our entire lives. Yeah. And, and you know, then you get into jujitsu and it's and it's lots of reps, lots of reps. So it's like okay, well, you know the way we do a guillotine we kind of adapted that on our own yeah you know we were shown a guillotine a certain way and it really didn't work for us uh um, and then you know we kind of both collaborated on it without actually talking about it yeah you know just choked each other just basically. choked
4: each other a couple <laughs> times like, like, <laughs> that, that <laughs> you
3: know, how you did you do, you do that yeah. <laughs> you know and yeah it it kind of adapted and then it's like okay so then you start showing people and then then it's easier to break it down it's right. like yeah. okay well this is how i hold my hand and this is exactly what i'm trying to do um but yeah it's it's those the devils in the details you yeah. know <laughs> it, it, and that's just like fishing <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it <laughs> <you> is <know? laughs> exactly
0: like fishing and you know what what you're talking about is like you know like set established time tradition moves Versus what I we call it, you know, like freestyle, like a freestyle mm-hmm. cast, you know. Yeah. In fishing, there's there's you know flipping, pitching, the overhand long cast, the roll cast, these very traditional set casts. But at the end of the day, when you get out there and you're up the Schuylkill River in Philadelphia and trying to get it in a pipe that's that big, mm-hmm. you're gonna do anything you could do to make that bait get in there and yeah. that's kind of what you guys are saying right yeah you're just adapting and learning mm-hmm. yeah. and then you figure out something that works and and you kind of you kind of take that as your own
2: yes if yeah. people don't move the same right so you can't do the move you know you're not going to do an arm bar exactly the same every single time right people move differently so you know you adapt differently to, right you know different people so yeah it's pretty much the same thing
0: yeah that's awesome. Uh, I saw Pete Glusek raise his
1: hand in the back. Yeah, a- MV wants to know of all the techniques that you learned today or, or any that you could apply on Becky later on this evening. Oh, uh, <laughs> absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Uh, who, 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 uh, who messaged that in? MV. MV. MV, definitely. In fact, uh, when we were out at the bar talking about it, there's one in particular, and uh, I plan on uh, choking Becky out later tonight <laughs>
1: in the bedroom. So
4: thank you for that question. Hey,
1: hey, I'll tell you one other repeated question that we keep getting is, uh, can you guys, uh, everybody wants to know your thoughts on last night's fight.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, we should talk about it. Yeah. Jim, you want to talk about it? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the fight game. You right. know? I, Rhonda still is uh, a spectacular athlete, and, uh, you know, an amazing fighter. Um, not really a big fan of the the hate she's getting. You know, Just, you know she loses the fight. It's all about that night, right? You know, and the particular set of circumstances that lead up to that night. You know, what what injuries, what illnesses, what she what she was dealing with, the the travel that she was dealing with, all the stress and the BS that's coming out with her trainer and all this stuff. Yeah, that all weighs on her. Then you get emotional at the weigh-in, and emotion is a son of a bitch, you know. Yes. Um, I've
0: talk talk about this because we we talked about this earlier off camera, but continue because this is very
3: interesting. Yeah, you know it, it you can't you can't let the emotions, uh, you know, control you.
0: Right. You, and we're talking about you saw this before the fight happened. You saw it in her
3: eyes, in her demeanor. Yeah, when she was, at, after Wayans, you know, at Wayans, she was, I mean, just completely fired up. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, they had their little scuffle, if you want to call it that, at Wayans. And, yeah, she was, she let Holly get into her head, and she was just, she was too angry. Looked like she right. got in her, into her own head. Yeah, you know, and you know? there are some fighters that need to get, yeah. they need to make it personal. Yeah. Um, but you can't, you can't overdo it. You know, I've, you know, uh, I had to put a dog down a couple years ago and then I tried to train the next day, you know? And it's like, it right. felt like I couldn't breathe, I know. <laughs> you know? And it's like, you can't even, you can't even get your, your heart raised up, you know? Right. You can't get your heart rate up because you've just, it's, it's more than just your mind. Yeah. You know, you get emotional and it starts affecting your nervous system. It starts affecting your body. Yes. You know, uh, we've both had to fight through emotional things. Yeah. You know, Uh, and it's, it feels like fighting in in cement, you know, you just, uh, it makes it, it makes it even harder to, to deal with somebody that's trying to beat the crap out of you. Right. You know, so, I mean, Holly is extremely talented, you know, I mean, her, her uh, credentials speak for themselves, you know. I mean, she's a, a boxing champion, a kickboxing champion, and um, you know, she fought a perfect fight. Um, that might, if they fought a million times, that might be the only time she beats her. Though you right. don't, you don't know, you don't know. Right. It's the fight comes down to that one night, yep. that one moment in time, you know. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a spectacular fight by Holly, you know. Yeah. Um.
0: You know, and, and and that's another similarity with fishing too, right? Because on any given day, you know, you've got a field of 150 anglers in a tournament. On any given day, any of the guys can be the best at figuring out the fish that day, mm. right? You've got people that are more consistent, but when things line up, it it just happens, you know. <laughs> the emotion thing's interesting too, because on from a personal standpoint, it's something I deal with a lot. Because I'm like I'm a I'm very emotional person, right? And I and I. And I let the you know good things or anticipation or that excitement, that energy, you're so freaking pumped up. And I think sometimes it does hurt me, mm-hmm. you know. So it's interesting to hear you talk about that and how you saw it before the fight even happened. You kind of knew that she was in trouble because she was too emotionally vested in what was going on.
3: You know, it it looked it was that chink in the armor. You don't know. Right. You don't. You you saw Wayans, You saw the, her reaction, and it was like it might be too much this time. Right. You know? Yeah. It might not have been, but it it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a genius. <laughs> I well, know everything about everything. Her fight yeah.
5: before the last one was an emotional one for her, too, yeah. with the Brazilian saying that her father committed suicide, and the Brazilian had brought that up and made made light of it, you know, made sport of her about it, and she was pretty emotional for that mm-hmm. fight, too. But she just looked different. The second round, she, she just came out at, looking. At
2: Wayne's, you could see Cohea was w- was the aggressor. She was the one yelling, and... and uh, Rousey was very calm yeah. at Wayans, and just, yeah, she was. She, I think she was fired up to go <laughs> get, get, go punch her in the face, but she didn't let the emotions of that get to her,
5: you know, before the fight and and even during the fight, you yeah. know. So I, I think it it was a it was a change. Well, we watched yeah. it together, and the, the second round she just looked completely different from any yeah. time you've ever seen her fight in the past. So whether she got hurt in the in the first
3: round and came out really hurt i don't know i mean she yeah. looked different if yeah if she was if she was you know emotionally zapped yeah, you've only yeah. got a couple minutes <laughs> you know yeah. it's, that walk back to the back to your corner after the first round is like oh, the air's not going in today <laughs> <laughs> you know how are we going to deal with this yeah you know so it's uh like i said it could it's it's just that night have either
5: know? one of you ever reached that point of like getting like getting getting to the end of the first round and you're just like I don't know how I'm
3: going to stand for the second more more times than I care to yeah. remember Yeah. <laughs> you know I, like I said we've we fought with, with things going on in our yeah. personal lives and uh, yeah you know I mean my, my wife was in a car accident before one of my fights wow. Thursday wow. Thursday night before the, the fight I'm about to start cutting weight and she's five months pregnant with our our, uh, our third kid and she gives me a call. She's in a car accident, airbag deployed. Ooh. You know? Wow. And uh, I spent four hours at the hospital with her that night. Come back, get back to the, you know, stayed calm. Everything was okay. You know, but you're still, there's, like I said, there's still still shit going on inside. That, yeah, a lot that, of it's subliminal. It's yeah, like deep that you're, down inside, it's not even conscious level stuff. Yeah, and, um, you know, I came back and I started my weight cut hours later than I normally do. Barely got any sleep that night because I had so little time and uh, you know, I went out and I completely bonked. <laughs> you right. know, I, I, I came back from I almost I had the kid finished at the end of the first round. You know, and nothing fires me up more than seeing that end in sight. You know, right. that's that's when the adrenaline rush comes. Yeah. You know. Just about to get that finish. And normally I'd have went back to the back to the corner and friggin' chewed the stool in half you know and and been that fired up and i walk back to the corner and it's like (gasps) and it's like oh shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) and then it was just slippery slope you know and i ended up getting beat and and i spent a half an hour puking in the shower with my heart trying to jump out of my chest because i was just so exhausted yeah you know right and uh again it's just it's just one of the things, you know. It's it's part of it's part of competition, you know. Yeah. You, you, there are things that you can't control, yeah. You know, and uh, you got to work around them, and sometimes you can't, and you just got to live with it. Yeah, people don't understand that enough. Like, and
5: I'm I'm learning it right now. Listen, talking to these guys, like, like you you don't think that, you, you know, you have your family life as well, and you you come mm-hmm. into your job with the same problems that we go to work with that are mm. bothering us, and you mm-hmm. just don't. You know, I don't know, it's selfish, but you don't think of that, you yeah. know? Like, I know, and you wrote, you wrote it in your book, It's No Secret, at the height of when you were doing everything right and you won the Classic, it was one of, it was one of the most stressful and traumatic times Super of your hard. life. Yeah. hard, yeah. And, and it was like almost like when you were younger, you thrived off of that, like, that ability to... Like I don't know, like you were able to cut it off and use it as fuel to fight. Yeah. Now it seems as you're getting older and you have no testosterone anymore.
4: Yeah. yeah. I you need everything to <laughs>
5: become
0: years aesthetic. Of years of, of steroid smooth. abuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Years of steroid abuse and all the acid that I took when I was yeah. a teenager catching up to me. No, but but seriously, you know I, you know you're tra- we're talking about like competitive fires and it can, it can can go both ways. You know when you got shit going on. You know, it, it can take away from your performance, but I think it can fuel it, yeah. too, because what Dave's talking about is some of my best tournaments, performances ever have been when shit's terrible in mm. my personal life or, you know, you're you're not going to make the classic and you got one chance left to do it. And it almost brings you to a different level, mm. you know, when you've got that. Some people. Some people. Some crash and burn hard. S-
3: some right. Some people sometimes. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. one of the best fights I ever had. He f- No no other brothers will ever do what we've the stupid things that we've done in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we fought back to back on a card. Wow. And, yeah. That was awesome. Um You know, there was other things going on with you know with that, but he fights the fight before me. So I have to see him go out. Fight a fight that I know is going to be hard for him, let alone who's standing across the cage from him. Right. Uh, and then I immediately have to go into the cage, you know, wow. myself. Yeah. And I ended up shutting it off and going out and pre- having one of my best performances I've ever had, yep. you know. And then and then it's like, oh, then the moment hits you and then it's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, it was hard, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That was one of those times where I was able to to fend it off and you know and kind of use it as fuel. Right. And then there are also, like I said, there are times where it, it gets a little bit too, you know, there's yeah. it's a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can use it, I can use it, I can use it. Nope. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Pete, I see a
0: shimmying back there. What do you got for us, Pete Glusac? Can't hear you. Talking about
1: nerves, and I just wanted, to, you know, when I wrestled. And I mentioned this to you guys earlier. The moment before I stepped on the mat, did they still I,
6: weigh in stone back then?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a balance. You're right. The uh, I was so nervous. I, I thought I'd pass out. I mean, what, what, what do you got? That moment before you step into the cage, man. Is, is, are you super pumped? Are you nervous as hell? What's going through your mind?
2: I I'm always nervous before the walk. You know, when you know in the dressing room warming up. Like, i uh, sick to my stomach. Every time that I think about it, you almost throw up. Yeah, you, like, literally have to run over, like, I gotta go pee. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, you know, like, no, I just had to go to the bathroom real quick. Uh, and then, but as soon as you hit the walk, it, it all, for, for some reason, it just all goes away from me. Yeah. And you... I don't know. You just zone in and there it is. You know. You have really no choice. There yeah. is no you're going in there. Yeah, you're not point. really turning back. You're like the biggest yeah. sissy in the world yeah. if you turn back then. <laughs> yeah. So it's literally like okay, well screw it, I'm going. You're I have going. no choice. I gotta go.
0: Yeah, you're into it. That that reminds me of what you're saying, it reminds me exactly of when you have a spot on Lake Erie. That's 30s, 30 uh, miles yeah. away from the launch, <laughs> you, and you're running right into eight and ten footers. <laughs> and, you, and you're gross. you're about I, a quarter of the way out there, and it's getting so, there. <laughs> dude, it's so bad you're white knuckled and yeah. you're you're getting seasick, and you know, you, dude, you're scared out of your mind. Yeah. But you got to go. Yeah, There's no go. turning back at that point. Yeah. Pete knows yeah. what I'm talking about because yeah. he just had it happen recently.
1: <laughs> you can't say, like, hey, Dana, I'm, I'm not feeling real yeah. good yeah. right yeah.
5: now. i
2: want to turn back around. Yeah. And, uh, I don't really want to do this right now, actually. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. To, to put that kind of a run in perspective, Lake Erie is like an ocean. There's a yeah, point yeah. where you can yeah. get into it and you don't see anything yeah. but water. Yeah. Yeah. When you're yeah. out there in what we call rollers, you're down in darkness <laughs> and then you come back up for a half a second, and there's light, and uh, there's nothing in vision. There's darkness, and all you're going on is uh, is, I, is your your coordinates to go to where you're, you know, going to. Terrible. It's I, so I, sing,
1: I sing zippity doo dah. <coughs> you do. <laughs> that, that gets me through the ten foot waves.
5: Zippity doo
6: dah. Day. Listening to Dan talk about making the walk, and and there being no place to to go, but forward. Made me think of your Frank Mir dream. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
6: Alright,
5: no, no, it was a fight so dream. Get so, get down there. About <laughs> half our <laughs> viewers are viewer ready to turn out. <laughs> <Okay. our dream. laughs> right. So, I have really vivid and bizarre dreams. And most of the time, they're funny. That's why I tell my friends. So, this one, it, was one, it wasn't a dream that started from the beginning. It started, like, as if you turned the show on while it was broadcasting. And... I, I'm looking around and I'm like, I'm on a fucking weigh-in stage, right? <laughs> and I'm the and I'm like, ushered to the scale and I step on the scale and then I and I'm like, what the fuck? They like my weight gets set, I get off, and then like Frank Mir steps on the scale. I'm like, oh my god, uh, I think I'm gonna have to fight him. <laughs> and I start reverting. To this, I'm like, how am I even gonna compete with this guy? Like. All right, you know I got to keep my chin down and my elbows in, and I'm thinking I'm like scared, I'm terrified that I'm gonna have to fight him, and that was the dream. I wound up on the stage in the middle of a weigh-in. Wow, um, yeah,
0: weird dream. Did you have a boner during that dream?
5: <laughs> no, dude, come on. Yeah. I was just, just asking. But I have a huge Muir fan. Okay, yeah. Maybe so, yes. a half chop. Yeah. But I, <laughs> had bathroom, so. <laughs> I had to go to bathroom. I had to go to
0: bathroom. You're getting all yeah. the full bladder. So, so Dan, yeah. once you make yeah. that walk, you're in. You lose that nervousness
3: yeah, are, are you the gone. same
0: jim same exact same yeah N- nervous in in the it's, locker room yeah, getting ready but then it's, it's, it's more
3: nervous yeah b- before before you take the walk out of the locker room then it's like it's yeah. it's game time yeah you know i mean i'm you know you gotta act the part so, yeah you know focus in and, and yeah i mean i the way i look at it is i'm i'm fighting from the time that i step out there and my opponent could see me Right. So, you know, I'm, well, I'm trying to be as intense as possible.
0: That's a great point. That That's what I want to switch it to now. Uh, because we had, you know, it's interesting because out on the mat, we were kind of playing around. And uh, they put me in this silly, ridiculous outfit. Uh, they put me in a singlet, uh, purple, uh, ter- my, my, my terrible, yeah, here it goes. You want me to put it up? Yeah, put it up. <laughs> Put it up. Do we have a full body shot of that, or just just the head? I'll, I'll go to a couple more. Okay. So we're we're gonna see some images of what I'm talking about here. Um, uh, but they they had us they had us get out there and and kind of just you know that that part where you're you're looking at your opponent and you know we were kind of giggling back and forth. But talk for a second for real about that moment because as a fan, you know, like again, Dave's a hardcore fan, but I'm an avid fan and I watch it. And I'm like. When I watch that moment, I'm like, fuck, what are these guys thinking at that moment? You know, like, that to me is a very intense moment of the fight before it ever starts. What, what uh, are, are you like, because, wait a minute, because in fishing, before we launch, it's intense and I'm closing my eyes and I'm imagining my day. I'm imagining, okay, I'm going to go here first and I'm going to throw a crankbait on the riprap. If that doesn't work, I'm going to go flip these trees and like, I'm planning my day out. In that moment, what's you what gone through your mind, and what
5: are you thinking about? Don't poop. <laughs> don't poop. I'm a huge fan of this portion of it. I hope to God that this doesn't get wrecked right now. I'm a massive fan of this. I hope We, we might it. ruin. It, you know, it is. I, okay. I'm scared to death to even hear this. All right. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: <laughs> Did
1: I turn the iron off?
3: Yeah. Did uh, I turn the iron off? You know, it's just like the stare downs, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm just... I'm just thinking, let's let's fight, let's go. Right, right, we, I, right after Wayne's are we talking about? The Even like, I think they're talking about Both. like right before the fight, like right coming to the before center, the fight. Right main before, event. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: they yeah. don't. It's intense.
3: Yeah, it's you know, it's intense I mean, for you. you're you're yeah. kind of just trying to eye somebody up and you know. Yeah. Trying to see into the back of their skull, basically. You know, right. That's what I that's what I try to do. It's yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a puppy dog in there, but <laughs> yeah. like you know, you're just trying to like. Don't give away your secrets, Jim. Yeah, no. <laughs> I I'm, I'm am I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of ripping their throat out. <laughs> I um, will rip your throat. out. Uh, yeah.
5: Did you ever think about not staring in the eyes and just looking down like some guys do, or have you ever tried that, or have you always just looked in your opponent's face?
3: Um, I, I just kind of look at them. Yeah. You know? It's uh, to
2: me, it's not. I, I have never entered there, never entered the octagon or a ring or or anything, with a personal. It, it, there's no personal title. It's a sport to me. Right. Like, I've never fought anybody that's like, I truly hate and I cannot stand this guy and I really want to, or he did something that is like, so to me, it's always, it's always just, a, it's a sport. Right. So, it, you know, I go out there, same as wrestling, like, you know, in wrestling, high school wrestling, you go out and shake the guy's hands. I never looked at him like, I'm going to freaking rip your head off. Right. Like, we're going to compete. I'm going to beat you, but. Right. You know, and uh, I. I always go in the same way in a, in a fight. It's always like, you know, it, it's a sport. I, yeah. don't, I don't look at the guy like I'm gonna freaking hate you. Yeah. I can't. You know, I, I have to rip your head off. It's like, you know, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Yeah. But, and you're probably gonna punch me in the face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it just, you know, I, you go out there and you try to win. Yeah. You know, do everything possible to win.
0: Yeah. Now, ha- now, here's another question, and we we joked about it on the mat. um, I've been in a few scraps when I was younger, a lot younger, <laughs> and one of the things I vividly remember about some of the scraps I was in was like, and I think it's an effect of the adrenaline, you know, the adrenaline starts flowing, you know, it's just... start a, shrieking. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 and my wrists just start frowning.
0: No, but one of the things I remember is, it, it's, it's almost like, I remember, I don't want to say it's like blacking out, mm. but, but you almost get like tunnel vision about what's going on. The... the do, do you guys experience that and, and how do you yes. how do you stick to the technique when that's going on because you know like you black out and you forget about things you're supposed to be doing right or, or how yeah. do you deal with that?
3: Repetition Repetition yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, yeah. yeah. For me it's calming down you know like uh, it, there was in the beginning of our careers you know it, there was that kind of not fear of getting beat up fear of being injured there's just got kind of like uncertainty right what what is going to happen Yeah. It's, you know it, you're uneasy about it yeah um and then that started to go away you know and then i really like it it made me very intense you know my first quite a few fights you know um just very very intense you know The way I fought and everything. Excuse me. Um, That uh, spicy jerky. It's coming back. Yeah, found its way back. (laughs) Maybe it was the two 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 espresso shots, dude. (laughs) Two espresso shots. Um,
4: Then then I kind of yeah. Then I kind of
3: uh, then I kind of like okay, well I've got this reputation for being super intense. I need to I need to stay super intense. Yeah. And then uh, I noticed that I was kind of having tunnel vision out there. You know, I was I was. I was fighting a certain way, and I was beating guys, but I wasn't fighting to my full potential. You know, the way that I trained in the gym, I trained a lot better in the gym, relaxed. Yeah. Um, And I lost some fights because I didn't adapt, you know, and and I tried to stay fighting the same way and, and just had that plan, and I stuck to that plan no matter what. Hey, my ankle's fucked up. I can't see straight. I'm yeah. still going to go forward and swing and you know um you know or uh, I'm I'm not he- you know, I'm physically not here. I have no strength and I'm still going to instead of instead of trying to fight to maintain position and 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 win the win the fight, you know, with with better grappling and stuff like that. Oh, no, I'm I'm out here to finish him. I'm I'm, I'm going to finish him. I'm going to keep going for right. subs. Um you know, and I and I wasn't adapting. I wasn't adapting to my what i had to give that night and what my opponent was giving me so um i just tried to remain calm and now the last couple fights it's like you know i've i've seen it all pretty much you know it uh so i i'm having fun with it right you know and and that that keeps me a lot more relaxed and and uh able to flow a little bit more it's amazing i i it's it's i keep drawing
0: the parallels to fishing but i'm listening to you talking right now and we talk a lot about in fishing about fishing the moment Mm -hmm. which means exactly what you're talking about right which is like in a tournament you know you practice a technique and you prepare for an event and a lot of times you can go in with history you know I fished this lake before and in the springtime they're on beds and they're on hard bottom sandy spots at 5 foot or less and you go into that event you're so narrow minded that that's all you do when some of the best tournaments we've ever fished you're just fluid mm-hmm. you're just adapting to the situation and, and you're and you're taking it for that moment mm-hmm. in time and that's that's kind of what you're saying yeah, right exactly yeah and and you're having fun which is another interesting thing you know seems like for me when i'm fun fishing there's some of the best fishing days i ever have in my life yeah but when you turn on the points and pounds and pressures of an event sometimes it like constrains your mind mm-hmm. you know and you, you're not having as much fun and you're, you don't have a, a, a good tournament, mm. you know? You kind of kind of go down a level, yeah. you know? It's interesting. Super interesting, the parallels.
5: The mental parallels are, are rather similar. You know? Very similar. But, I mean, it's probably similar across the board in individual sports. I'm sure right. if we got a professional tennis player in here, he would say the same shit. Yep. He'd be able to draw the same parallels. Yep. You know?
0: I think so. Well, Pete, Pete plays another individual sport. We can ask him the parallel net. Is it the same with pocketball, <laughs> Pete? Yeah.
1: It's very intense with pocket balls.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a
1: question for the. Thanks for that question. You're by welcome. The way. the, uh, the <laughs> okay, question for the, for the boys, and just for them, because we all have our opinions on this. Cage match, Ike KVD, who wins? Oh.
3: Well, after his. Lesson today. It's yeah. 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 Thank you. That's an easy one.
5: I <laughs> learned from the
0: best guys. Yeah. Of course, I'm you know. going to be. And
3: knowing your knowing your your b-boy history. Oh, and, you probably and probably got some capoeira yeah. going on and there. Too. <laughs> and speaking of that, we have a
0: photo up here. Ah.
3: <laughs>
0: Look at that. Look at the legs. There's a crazy. spread eagle on that. Oh, <laughs> wow, what, 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 what was uh,
6: what were you being taught there? Uh let, go back. Let me see. That was
3: the, that was the lateral drop.
6: Lateral drop. That's that. That's moment of impact. Wow! <laughs> Look at that. Give me a sec. I'll throw up some more. Just
0: ah, yeah. okay. that's a, give you, getting the air sucked out of you. A moment of impact.
1: And, and uh, you know, I have an, I have another question from Miller, or actually a comment to you. And uh, you know, Hunter Shyrock is here doing some filming. He is here. Apparently, Miller knows that he is here, and he's wondering if you are concerned that he's probably trying to make time with Becky right now. (laughs) 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 Because he's not in the
0: studio. I'm not concerned. He has a full-time girlfriend back in Ohio, so I'm not (laughs) concerned about that. Uh, Let me remind you that uh, tonight's show, awesome show, uh, every show's awesome, this one in particular. uh, Tonight's show is brought to you by XMark, and XMark happens to make... The world's finest lawn mowers. Man, if you want your lawn looking beautiful, if you want it cut quick, and you want to get to doing the things you really love, like fishing and kicking people's asses all over the place, you need to get an X mark. Uh, it's also brought to you by. Liquid mayhem, or mayhem, depending on how you say it. And you're going to see some of this from the video today. You're going to see it fishing out on the water, and we use it today to catch crappie, perch, and pickerel. And you're going to see a little bit from this
5: from the mat
0: when Brian got choked out. He used this as, Not only as that, smelling
5: salt. Jim has agreed December 10th to use it as his Vaseline on his cheeks. Wow! His forehead. Wow, there you have it. Yeah. Uh, double yeah, it's use. It's an amazing product. product. Dual it's use. awesome. It's awesome. Thank you, liquid mayhem. Thank you, X
0: Uh Brian Carpenter, uh at some at some point I'd like to uh Oh, what do you got? Oh, there's another picture. All right, explain this one. Oh, this that. one looks like the looks situ- like I'm going for a ride. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Wow. And look at... Yeah, put the put the mouse right there. Look at that. Yep, yep. There's actually air space there. That's not Photoshop. <laughs> That's right. Okay. It's a little gap between the mat and, and, and air there. I think he may have jumped a little to help. I think so. I think so. You made me look good on that one. Thank you for doing that. But Mike, before we leave
6: the uh, mental aspect, I- I'm just curious how much... Do these guys uh, train or, or uh, prepare that mental aspect? How much focus do you put into that? And do you seek any like professional uh, coaching or help
3: with that? It's a great question. Um, We've never yeah never sought <laughs> never, never what <laughs> <laughs> never sought sought <laughs> AJ <laughs> 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 <CKJ. laughs> <Yeah>. never sought <laughs> professional help. Yeah, we need to though. We yeah. need to seek professional help. But uh, <laughs> <not for that. laughs> no, you know, uh, um, yeah, no, we've never, never really like trained it. You know, yeah, and I, don't put much emphasis on it, either. You know what? When we when we were growing up, um, you know, we we had our parents to to, to look up to, and and our, uh, you know, and our aunts and uncles. Our our uncles wrestled at a high level. Our aunt. Was a phenomenal athlete, um, and we were we were. She was young enough that we got to see her compete, um, you know. And our parents always they they just were workhorses, you know. They right. uh, put their nose to the grindstone, and and it didn't matter what had to get done, they'd get it done, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that was kind of the 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 work ethic that they instilled in us. And it it uh, it just kind of like okay, well, you know. <laughs> Maybe I'm not banging nails or, you know, taking care of four kids and and working full time as a as an RN. Uh, but, you know, there's a job to get done and I have to get it done. Yeah. And um, you know, that's 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 just the way that it's kind of been. And, yeah. And uh,
0: and I think that I think in all successful people, whether they're athletes or whatever occupation, they have that right. They have that drive and that determination. You see that across the board in successful
4: people.
2: Yeah. I nope. I, I think working with our father helped uh, immensely with that. I mean, we uh he's a goofball, but whenever we you know, we'd work for him doing construction and stuff and and uh he would get injured. He actually got injured a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I never saw the guy. We've never seen the guy sit out ever. Yeah, I mean, he would—he cut himself. He, you know, he got hit in the head more than anyone has ever been hit in the head. by <laughs> <laughs> A whole bunch of different things. Um, you know, cuts and you know, I've seen him stab. Yeah, you know, metal bracing, stab the yeah. leg, squirting blood, and uh he never sat down he never just like a, he would just wrap it up and, and continue going or, or just right. let it bleed basically yeah. a lot of the times hit in the head he'd let it bleed and just continue working so that um, you know you'd see this and uh, as a young kid 12 years old because yeah. you know we'd work summers with him from like 12 years old on and you know, you'd you see this and, and that's what kind of was expected he never said that, like hey listen you know, you guys are being pussies. Yeah. Continue work, yo. Know, yeah. Go to work. But it was just that, you know, you tried to emulate your dad. Yeah. And uh, that's just the way he was. So it was kind of the same. I always went into fighting the same way. Is if somebody punched me in the face, I never let them see that it hurt. It hurt. Right. But it was like, well, you know, it was just like continue doing what you're doing. Yeah. I never let it bother me, or I never let the emotion show. Like right. I'm sure my dad got hurt, and it hurt. But he always continued just chugging forward. Yeah. I mean, he cut himself with a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I mean, cut his, le- his leg with a, a chainsaw. Which just <laughs> <throwing> <laughs> right into his calf. <laughs> he, you know, wrapped up and wanted to continue working. Yeah. Luckily that we were old enough and smart enough to be like, no, Dad, you're going to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... uh <laughs> He was like, no, no, you know, it's just like, okay, well, you have to do this, and this, and this. Finish yeah. Quick. Okay. So, uh, th- that was a big thing, and our mother was the same way. She works, still to this day, works her ass off. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a big driving force for us. Like, you look at her, and you look up to her, saying, like, you know, I, I hope that, it, you know, I'm, I hope that it, my children look at me like, okay, that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, uh. You know, I hope you leave that legacy to our, our children.
0: Yeah. So. That's amazing. That's amazing it to is. see that. And by the way, you guys are fathers yourselves. You have big families. Yeah, uh, Virility
1: is a
6: uh, <laughs> Miller family trait. That's
0: being <laughs> passed yeah. down. Yeah. And you both have four kids. Yeah. I have four kids, so that's something we all have in common. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, oh, Brian DeCarpenter, let's do this. Here's what I want to do. I want to take just a little break in a couple minutes, uh, and when we come back, I want to switch gears. I want to talk beer. I want to talk about your gym a little bit, and then I want to talk about a little bit of possible TV and reality show. Yeah. Is that okay? We you talk to that's, me about some of that fine, stuff? Yeah. Okay. Listen, everybody hang in there. We're going to take a short break, two, three, four-minute break. When we come back, talking to Jim and Dan Miller more about stuff that's going on in their life, hang in there. Ike Live. Be right back. Folks at home, folks at home, welcome back to Ike Live. Mike Iaconelli. And an empty chair to my right. Brian, go back to the other screen. Empty chair, and uh, just yeah, just to let you know, Dan and Jim are regular dudes. They're not they're not like Hulk. They actually have to piss every once in a Jim, while.
2: Jim actually has a tiny bladder. A
0: tiny, tiny bladder. bladder. Wow. Okay. I it all the time. Wow, we just learned. Jim has a very <laughs> tiny bladder. Uh, <laughs> uh, let, me, let me make some announcements, then we're going to jump back into it. Let me remind you that uh, Ike Live is available a lot of different ways. Uh, you can get it live, of course, but if you missed it or if your buddy wants to watch it, you're heading to work, you want to kill some time, Ike Live is available on iTunes. It's available on Stitcher. It's also available on Carbon TV, and you're going to see select clips on YouTube and Periscope. Um, let's see. We talked about that. We talked about Liquid Mayhem a little bit earlier, but I want to remind you, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, five exciting flavors this exciting, thing's available
6: Exciting is the key word.
0: Okay. Five exciting flavors. Do you want to mention the
6: flavors, Brian? Bri? Uh, uh, garlic Minnow. Okay. Garlic Crawl. Yeah. Um, uh, shad. Okay. Leach, yep. and Balloon Knot. And there you have it. Balloon Knot. <laughs> <There's laughs> that was my lot. favorite. <laughs> balloon <laughs> Knot is really good stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, also, just talking about Carbon TV, if you want to watch some of the old City Limit shows, I know a lot of fans of Ike Live used to love City Limits, go on Carbon TV and get those. Uh, we've had a, a little discussion here, and a lot I blowing up tonight more than ever, and we've got a lot of uh, what, what did you call it without saying it right? It's Conte or yeah. are we say it Cunny or Quante, Quani, Cunny, Yeah, we get we get, yeah you know the IM we get we get a lot of positive comments but mm-hmm. about five percent of them are kind of douchey comments. They are. Yeah. And and, and your comment was I just, why hate if you haven't been engaged in the activity or if you don't know the guy or whatever right? Yeah.
5: One of the worst things that like so I, you know I, I'm. I'm a retired cannon police officer, and one of the worst things are people feeling entitled to an opinion that they don't know anything about, and as fighters, you guys experience that you All know, time. A- as bad as police officers do, yeah. and it's like, I feel I feel as a person, I'm entitled to an opinion on two things that, you know, I, I, tournament bass fishing and police work, I don't feel entitled to an opinion on fighting, or, or NFL, or NHL, or anything like that, because I never did it at a high level, you know? And, I, I don't know, I just, I wish people could be a little bit more introspective and understand that when they, when they put these things out there on the Internet or on the IM boards, it, it's just, it's not funny. And when it's hurtful and, and just uh, purposefully hurtful, I, I just don't understand the mindset of people that, you know, engage in that yeah. type of stuff. And fighters, yeah, just,
6: just, go ahead, dude, I'm sorry.
5: And on, like, the fighting sites that we go to, there's some of the worst...
4: Oh my god! And some of the well, worst everybody's people a, everybody's a ever. Everybody's a I can't even yeah. read, like, sometimes you want to read,
5: like, maybe someone has a poignant comment and it's just like, and then it's like 50 just stupid things, yeah. you know, and it's, it's horrible. Yeah, I, but, I get, but getting
0: it. back to what we were talking about earlier, everybody's a critic. We get it in bass fishing. You guys get it way worse in your sport. We get it in bass fishing. We have those haters. But it
3: never bothers me. Does it bother you when you see that stuff? No, it 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 doesn't bother me. You know, um, like I, I kind of touched on before, I didn't I didn't fight to be popular. I didn't. I didn't fight to, you know, start fighting and and I don't do this so that some, you know, 35, 45, 45 year old dude's gonna be like, oh, Jim, you're awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, if if they think that, I appreciate it. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I really do enjoy the 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 roar of the crowd and, um, you know, earlier in my career, I didn't want to deal with, you know, I would try to avoid, you know, like. Going into the mob of fans, stuff like that. Uh, now I enjoy it. I, yeah. I happily sign anything, take a picture with anybody. Yep. You know, I really appreciate that. But that's the thing: is I don't, I don't need it. I'm not, I'm not doing it for that. So when somebody doesn't like what I'm doing, yeah, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't bother <laughs> you, you know. Whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. There, there are a handful of gentlemen on this planet that are gonna say something about uh, a fight that I'm in. Yeah. And say, Jim, you know what? That was uh, that was embarrassing, or you know that you should, you know, you should rethink the way you, you, you way you fought that fight, or right. the way you, the way you carried yourself in that. There are only a handful yeah. of fighters on this planet, and they're the they're the legends of the sport. They're the guys that, you know, like I said before, that fighter spirit, because yeah. that's that's what I'm trying to, that's the way that I try to fight. Yeah, you know, it's not just to win; it's to win in my standards. Yeah, you know? and I'm gonna fight to my standards. Yeah, and yeah, if somebody doesn't like it, if somebody doesn't like me, it it, it doesn't bother me, you know? And, right. And, I mean, I'm an expert on fighting and apparently having kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, least, well, not necessarily having the kids, but impregnating my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but speaking, uh,
1: Jim, Jim, speaking of standards, because you're talking about that, do you ever kick a guy in the nuts on purpose?
3: Never on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Never on purpose. It's it's happened, you know. Somebody moves on you. That was uh, from Skipper NJ. Yeah. Skipper NJ wanted to know that. Okay. No, no. You know what? I I try to fight as, uh, you know, a way that my kids are gonna be able to look at my fights and say, you know what? He he uh, he did the right thing. Yeah. You know, our dad was always always said. It was never, you know, uh, win. It was always have fun. Do right. your best. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So I try to do my best every time I fight. Yeah. And I've come out on the wrong end of it a couple times because of that, you know? Uh, I've had things happen that kind of pissed me off a little bit, you know? I, I had uh, my fight with Don Cerrone. I, I took a knee in the very first exchange that bruised my spleen. Oh. And organ pain is just one of those things i'm sure anybody that's had uh, appendicitis or anything like that there you that, go right like, there there is my wife's sitting right here right you know you get kicked in the liver you get it sucks you know uh it's different than tearing a tendon or a muscle or you know yeah. anything breaking a bone anything like that um, you can't compartmentalize it that's the only way i can explain it cuz i've broken bones yeah it's Mm-hmm. can't separate. Yeah. No, yeah. And, like, pain. Especially when you have somebody trying to still continue to hit you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it really sucks. You know, uh, I've I've hit plenty of guys in the liver training, and I usually giggle. Yeah. giggle when he it happens. <laughs> and he laughs uh, at you as, <laughs> as you're rolling but, on the ground. But because wow. I know the pain, I know yeah. the pain, and I know uh, that it's. Okay. I know that there's nothing you could do to stop the. Uh, ah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Feeling. So I got need in the. I got need in the high in the chest, bruised my spleen. So then. You know, when you get hit in the body, the whole idea is to tense your abs up, you know, and have a hard belly. Uh, when you get hurt to the body, it's really, really hard to make a hard belly. Um, so then he was just hitting me with these piercing front kicks. Um, knocked the wind out of me like half a dozen times the first round. Come out in the second round, he gets me again, gets me again, and then he keeps me right right in the, the belt line. So he hits me right in the bladder. Soft belly. I mean, I felt his toes on my spine. And oh, uh, you know, I dropped like a sack of potatoes. First time I've ever been knocked off my feet from a body shot. Yeah. Um. And the ref called it a low blow. And I hit the mat. I could barely breathe. And I'm yelling at him. It was legal. It was legal. And uh, he comes over. I was like, it was legal, Dan. Can you continue? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, still still in a shitload of pain. Yeah. Uh, stand up, continue the fight. You know, end up. Then dropping my hands, getting kicked in the head, um, you know, and knocked out. But I know that what I did was right. Right. I could have used that opportunity to say, "Hey, I, hey, hey I got a couple minutes now, you know," yeah. and milked it. Um, and there were, there were professional commentators and <laughs> analysts calling the fight that that missed it, and there were people at home that saw it, you know, and knew what was going on, and yeah, and you know. I had these commentators talking shit about me, and it pissed me off. Yeah. (laughs) It really did. But the thing is, is I I could go home, and I could look myself in the mirror and know that I did the right thing. I Did the right thing, yeah. I'm not here to to win at all costs. I'm here to win by my standards. Yeah. And that is with – I'm going to do everything within the rules to win. Yeah. And you know what? Taking that opportunity that some of these guys that talk shit about me probably would have. Right. That's that's not that's not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I, w- I wasn't gonna do it. Yeah. You know, and there was no hesitation. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I lost the fight, but I'm still proud of the way that that I that I carried myself in there. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's an awesome outlook, by the way.
0: And heck. and we deal with some of those same issues in fishing. We talk about all the time. There's a lot of gray areas, <laughs> and uh, it's a great outlook. And I wish more athletes were like that. Uh, Did you mention? <laughs> yeah well that's true that's true the haters uh you, you know you you've made it Please. now I, w- we've been talking the whole show about similarities between what you guys do and fishing i want to talk about two differences real quick first one is ring girls
4: mm-hmm.
0: we don't have any ring girls in professional <laughs> no. bass fishing
6: neck girls we
0: wouldn't want them <laughs> well, based on what would be around. oh right 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 uh the second one is uh want to talk about groupies real quick Uh, i know you guys are happily married so am i but in in bass fishing let me explain our groupie we have a lot of groupies in professional bass fishing pete look at pete shaking his head he's going to verify this for me we have a lot of groupies and the average groupie in professional bass fishing is 40 to 50 years old lives in alabama and is male (laughs) Have you guys had any groupies in your time? No. Any good groupie experience? Because there are groupies though in in your world. There are. Because I
3: see yeah. I see them on TV. Uh, they're they're there. But you know. Um, Next question. We're, yeah, yeah. Next nah, question. Nah, you know what? We're, <laughs> we're. You know, I was. We're both in relationships before we got to the point where the groupies were around. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's the same thing with like. You know, we. People have this this image that okay, well maybe the fighters they go around and they get into fights all the time. Yeah. You know, like I, we don't get into fights. I mean, first of all, I get paid a decent amount of money to fight people. Yeah. So fighting some asshole at a bar, right? You know, uh, isn't on my agenda. You know. <laughs> right. List of things to do. What if it was Donald Trump? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, there, there are people higher on the list. Today. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but who's on the list? Um. Kanye. Uh, yep. <laughs> Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> what he did to Taylor Swift, I'm still not over. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's, a, it's about not putting yourself in that situation. And, yeah. You know, and after a fight, around a fight, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not there to party. I'm, right. there to, I'm there to fight after a fight. Even when it's like the West Coast and you're yeah. fighting a little bit earlier. Dude, I, I want to a sleep. beer, some buffalo wings, yeah. and go to bed. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: I, I can really relate to that I can really relate to that because we're you know you're exhausted. that's mm-hmm. like the last thing on your yep. mind after you compete. It's the same thing in fishing uh, but but I want to get back to we we mentioned before both of you guys are family guys, you, you know four kids each. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were talking earlier in the day about how you met your wives and when you met them. talk to talk to us a little bit about that because I know we've got a lot of viewers out there saying, holy shit. These guys' wives must be crazy letting these guys fight and doing that. Talk a little bit about how you met your wife and
3: how she feels about the sport. Um, Well, I I met my wife after we started training. So you were in it. He He was the dirty instructor. Yeah, I was.
2: Yeah. Explain. Yeah, she, I,
3: you know... She was your student? She, oh, yeah. Kind of. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, no, not yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming it's out only, It's only okay, because she's older than me. You know? And so, I mean, if she was younger than me, then it'd be inappropriate, but... Yeah, she's older than me, and, you know, we would... We were running the kickboxing classes, and the, you know, and... Yeah, Jazz or something? Yeah. Basically, yeah. basically, Jim, basically Jim, I just conveniently used to make partnered with her. <laughs> I'd sit in the corner, and <laughs> conveniently partnered with her. her a few times. <laughs> um, no, the first, the like, the first conversation that we had, we were doing a, uh, uh, like a circuit drill, um, and we were doing this this exercise where one person they do sit ups, but sit ups to a stand up. So you lay on your back, you do a sit up, and then you stand up while the other person holds your legs. Well, she was holding my legs, so I do a sit up and I stand up, basically uh-huh. yep. thrust thrust He's, into her face, into you her know. Face. And we're, we're doing this, and it's like I feel like I owe you dinner, you know. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, I think you do too." Uh-huh. <laughs> so one thing led to another.
0: What a great time to pull a move like <laughs> that, yeah,
3: right? Yeah. Right there on the spot, you know. It There's wasn't not a better time That's to pull a
5: move like yeah. that. Yeah. Is
3: that, Jim, was
0: that the first
6: time she got pregnant?
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh,
0: no damn what about you how'd how you meet your wife what's she think about this this mess you're into i
2: actually uh my wife was friends with my older brother in high school she's two years ahead of me in school eight months older than me um kind of connected in high school a little bit and then she went to college and then uh yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we reconnected after college, yeah. and you know, and then uh, she <laughs> she thought the fighting was a hobby like uh, it's just a hobby. Yeah, and it's only gonna last a couple months, right? And then ten years later, still doing <laughs> here it. we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like uh, that. what she's like, oh, it's just a hobby. Just, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh go ahead, it's go
0: phase. through this. Yeah, it's a phase. You go. You'll, he'll get through it. Yeah. Yeah, here I am. Wow. Now, now speaking of hobbies, this is a great transition. Uh, I, I want to jump into the next conversation, which is if you look around the room, uh, at at Ike Live here, all of us love to drink beer. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's part of like the. Home. Yeah, it's part of the job here at Ike Live, and and, and we love it. We love it. Yeah, look and, at the table. Look at the by, table. By table. the way, this
2: is a delicious beer.
0: It is a delicious this beer. Thank very you. Good. And it's Yards. The
2: yards, the yeah. yards. Little Yards. Harvard Porter. Uh, it is delicious. Uh, it is delicious. Yeah. Uh, thank I w- you I w- for that. I, w- I wouldn't know because I'm not... Drinking. No, Jim's not drinking.
0: No, that's water Bullshit. in it. <laughs> Just let everybody know. out. Uh, but speaking of beer drinking, you guys are beer drinkers, and but you're taking beer drinking to the next level. You're actually doing some brewing now. You want to talk about that? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would drink, uh, I'm interested in it because yeah. I want to know how you got involved in it. Because we kind of uh, – I'm looking at my wife here off camera, but we've not not necessarily thought about brewing, but we're, we're fans of it, right? We've seen guys do it. Your brother's like – yeah, well, your wine brother's
3: brewed. Mine is good.
0: Yeah, so t- talk to wine. a little
3: talk to us a little bit about that. Um, well, Dan, Dan and his buddy, um, Statue of Limitations, they were underage. <laughs> uh, started brewing at the ripe age of twenty. Wow, oh, wow dude. Um, nice. Mike know, Shanker in the yeah, house tonight. They, uh, they, you know, they brewed brewed a couple batches. They made some decent beer. They made some. Crafting beer. beer and yeah. uh, made, a, made a big Listen,
2: mess. Listen, ba- when we started, yeah. there was not it was the Dark Ages. Yeah, you could not get good, be- you know, good ingredients. anywhere. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so uh, you, we were so, buying like
0: uh, three-year-old, yeah, malt like three year old Right. So the pre ten-year-old yeah. malt extract. When you guys started, when you're talking about this, this was before the homebrew craze. Oh, this yeah. is before yes. the microbrew craze. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah. So yep. we were buying these kits from literally the only place we could find it was an hour and 15 minutes away that we could find home brewing supplies yeah so my buddy and I would drive down and buy these really old dusty kits you know dust them off <laughs> and brew this beer and um you know, we started to get into it more and then uh stuff happened you know life happened and yeah. kind of got away from it a little bit and then uh uh Jim you know Jim started kind of brewing some or or making wine and then uh, started making beer again brewing some beer and uh, kind of started doing it again yeah. a couple years, I don't even know when we started like at, up again
3: uh, like six years ago yeah, yeah
2: about six years ago but yeah I was brewing beer when I was like 20 <laughs> 19, 1920 <laughs> wow it, it's it's a it, f- I could buy the kit there's nothing
0: wrong yeah. with that just ingredients yeah yeah and yeast Yeah, yeast that's, what, that's an ingredient <laughs> Yeast and hops. It's actually an inter- interesting process, you know. Yeah. Like uh, we've got a local uh, nursery here that we get a lot of our plants from, mm-hmm. and and they were growing hops. Yeah. A few years back, so it's interesting. I didn't realize that hops, like it's like a vine. Yeah. It grows up. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah
3: they're uh, they're pretty invasive. I've got some in my garden. <laughs> they're taking over. Yeah, they're taking over. They oh yeah. Goats. What's that? They had yeah, to
0: get goats. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. goats. And and Brian Brian's got the same problem, yeah. but he's actually growing marijuana. Yeah, <laughs> well you know hops
3: and marijuana are in like kind of the same family. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. None of that is true. <laughs> <None is> true. <laughs> that's what any cop showing up. My yeah, part so. is but uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a cool process, you know, and like that's the thing, you we, we get into it and it's when you first start out brewing, it's um, it's very like MacGyverish. Right. You know, you you can take it from making, like, gallon batches where you just need a, you know, a stock pot and, you know, and a, a glass jug and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, the same basic principles come into play, you know, as sanitation and and that's really what it is. Clean, clean, clean. Yeah. You know, if you like to wash pots, start brewing beer. <laughs> <laughs> um but then as you as you get bigger you know so we, we I started out making 5 gallon batches and it's like all right I'm going to make you know my third batch it was a 10 gallon batch and and then we're making a brew stand and doing bigger batches and gall grain and um you know now we can well, now we can do a 20 gallon batch um you know and it's yeah. uh, it's it is cool cuz it's like you you take these raw ingredients uh and you make something that you get to one, it takes it takes some effort. Yeah. You know, there's not much. You know, it's not labor intensive. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of waiting involved between you know brewing and um, drinking more beer. Yeah, yeah. basically yeah. drinking more Which beer. That's what cool. you do while you brew beers, you drink beer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but then you get something you can share with people, and you know, it's it's uh, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, it's a cool thing to to be able to do.
0: Yeah. Now we we talked uh, before the show. We were out at the bar, kind of just talking, uh, and and we'll get into some of the show things you guys are doing later, but you said eventually maybe a brewery? Maybe, t- talk a little bit about that, because I, I want to know, and then we'll put you on the spot, I want to know the first couple names of the beers you're going to put out to the they public. They're so
2: already you know, trademarked. They're already trademarked. Okay, so, so can we hear them? To see them? Now, well, Jim will tell you. Okay. <laughs> uh, but eventually, yeah, eventually that that is kind of in the plan to take over the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: cool. That's so cool we're I'm
2: starting with small with a MMA yeah. gym and then brewery and then the world. Yeah. Well, that, right that's awesome. <laughs> I, I love like, it. I, yeah, so that's like a natural progression, right?
3: Absolutely. MMA gym, brewery. First you beat people world. up, then you yeah. get them drunk so you can beat them up easier. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like
5: <laughs> this is gonna be easy. <laughs> Everybody's drunk, so you see through us. Wow. So I'm, you guys have some names already figured out?
3: Uh, a couple. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, they're trademarked.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz I I came up with my own brewery idea too and it would be a WWE themed Brew and with the mm. beers named after, like you know, I'd have my my camel clutch IPA. <laughs> my Russian my Russian sickle stout. You know. <laughs> <laughs> different things. You what, know? Else? what else? What else? Uh what what the hell? I don't Superfly know. Superfly Schnooker IPA. No, no, no. I had you know I had the camel clutch IPA, I had this I don't know, whatever.
3: Bushwhacker brown L. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, Bush, yeah, the bushwhackers dude. Yeah, good job. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I uh, love it. Yeah, no, we uh, we've we've played with some names just around and uh, around fighting. You yeah. know. Um. You know, one of the ones that the beer itself is uh, we've gotten a lot of compliments from is the pale ale. Yeah. You know, our, our pillow puncher pale ale. <laughs> pillow, puncher? Know, pillow puncher? Pillow <laughs> puncher. Wow. Yeah. Nice. It's uh, it's, it's only like puncher. uh, <laughs> you know, it's I uh, I don't even know what. It's under four percent. Yeah, under four percent. Um, pillow but it's puncher. um. I think it's just it's just like pale malt and some Munich and then uh citra hops, all citra hops. And we we kinda load it up so it's a citra hop has kind of like a it's supposed to be like passion fruity taste, like almost like a sweet citrusy taste. It's a summer beer? Uh yeah, it goes really good with barbecue. Right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like smoked pork. Um and that's kinda why like I we we play with the recipe for a pig roast, and then we made it again for the uh, yeah. the big pig roast we had at the at the gym, and um, it's it's just it's got enough to it that like it disguises the fact that it's like a yeah, light yeah. beer, yeah. Um, but it's like bitter enough. It's got enough flavor. Uh, it it goes freaking awesome with with pork so so typically when you guys are creating
5: a batch of, yep. and you're creating a new flavor how many batches do you run through when you're when you're going through the feeling out process
3: uh we're, we're actually um we're naturals apparently <laughs> so you've got to- <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know no like we've we've played with some we've uh yeah. you know our oktoberfest um you know uh one yeah. we nailed it. We, really? n- we nailed it. No, we made it. <laughs> we made a couple batches, yeah, a and couple then like, and then we actually f- fucked up a batch. Yeah, and it was the best batch ever. Yes. And uh, do you so know what you did to? We yes. do know what we did. Dan screwed up. Yes. And, but no, I didn't screw. Up. I love him because he screwed up. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't
2: screw up. I I made the beer. You made awesome. the beer better. By by not paying attention yeah, so, and looking
6: at my phone for a while. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> we have your phone to thank for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so oh crap! That,
3: I got to. stir. <laughs> so it was a timing thing. Yeah. No, it was well, it God, was I a it was, was a stirring, a stirring problem. Oh okay. um, So uh. the the Octoberfest beer, there's different types of of mashes. So when you're mashing a beer, you're you're adding hot water to the the grain, the crushed grain, to convert the starches to sugars. You enzymes in the grain start converting them um so you leave that for about an hour um the old way of doing it since they didn't have modified grains back in the day um you know when people were dying because people put weird things in beer the whole german purity act Mm. um they would take the the mash and they would take a portion off and they would boil it and that would make the beer darker and give it more of a roasty flavor. Um, so the Oktoberfest we brew is, a, is an enhanced double decoction. So basically you take two batches off of the batch of mash and bring them to a boil over certain steps and you add them back to bring the whole thing up in temperature. Oh. Uh, it's a lot of s- stupid math that you know yeah. the iPad does itself. So, um, <laughs> But it, it thank, adds, God yeah, thank God for the iPad. Yeah, thank God for the iPad. So... Um, so You take this very basic, uh, grain bill, you know, of just regular pale malts, which are easy to make, um, and you can make a beer that's got a lot more complexity in the flavor, and what ended up happening is we brewed a 20-gallon batch, so this decoction, this portion that we pulled off, is basically the thick stuff, so it's like, almost all grain, it's like oatmeal, um, so you got to stir it. You got and you got to stir it yeah. while, so it doesn't scorch. Well, Dan was fiddling on his to phone, stir it. probably probably going like the dark side of the internet and got a, looking uh, at you know some, some double Ds or something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> more yoga pants. Yoga yeah, pants. <laughs> yeah, big
5: fan of the yoga pants too, dude, dude. Love <laughs> so yoga pants. So we
3: ended up we ended up scorching a little bit at the bottom, but it was it was just enough perfect. F- it was perfect to give the beer like this little bit of like a Toasty, roasted yeah yeah like wow. yeah that, that like toasted you're welcome toasted you're biscuit welcome. Fl- oh it was it <laughs> wow. was perfect so we've tried to replicate it a couple of times we came actually pretty close yes. the last time yes we did um so we're but that's the thing is brewing that I, I try. It's just not
5: the
2: same. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get into force it, it. You know, you can't I gotta. Force it. I got find. Uh, I gotta find that yoga pants website. Yeah, ah, really, just get into it. Yeah,
3: go through your litany of sites yeah, that you usually yeah, start yeah, at yoga. Yeah. You know, yeah, yoga pants. The, com. the problem is he has to clear his browser history every time. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Buffy I, shot. I can't have people go. God forbid somebody goes. Buffy to my shot's history. a good one, dude. If you want to look at fit chicks, really, Buffy yeah. shot. Here
4: yeah, we'll Buffy go. shot. Uh, <laughs> I,
0: I want to. I had a. Uh, you know, we were doing posts to promote this show, uh-huh. probably for about a week, and uh, one of the posts I got back for a comment on Instagram, I just thought it was interesting, and it said, um, "Live that you know we're going to have the Miller brothers in studio this Sunday," and somebody wrote back. Uh, uh, Jim and Dan Miller, they are men's men. They are, dude. Do you, do you, do, have you heard that before? Like you're guys, guys, like, cause you're, you fight, you brew beer, you own a gym. Have you heard that comment before? A few times.
5: Yeah, cause you really are. Yeah. You really are. It's true. It's true. Dude, he makes his own bows to kill stuff. Absolutely. Yeah,
4: yeah,
0: yeah. We're gonna talk about that in a second. Yeah, yeah I want to talk more about that. Let's jump into the gym because I think that's interesting too. And, and what I love is it's, you know, it's an extension of doing what you love, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about the gym. Is it is it is it a new project for you guys?
3: Is it something you've had in it's the works that's old. finally coming together? Um, it wasn't the plan. You know, it was like, oh, you know. It was what are we my do? plan. Yeah. And I had to convince him. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Was like, he had to convince me, and then he's like, oh yeah, you can do it. Here my... you go. Right?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, I have no money, so
3: here, Joe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 you know, it wasn't. It was like, okay, it's kind of the natural progression, yeah. you know. And um, early in early in our career, we we taught a little bit, um, and kind of got burned out. Yeah. Um. One because the wrong situation. Wrong situation. We weren't as right. knowledgeable, not as good as teachers. Right. And then kinda you know, maybe the group wasn't, you know, uh wasn't right. Um and one thing led to another with the the gym that we were training at and things were kinda going in a direction that we didn't we didn't want. Um and where we are, there's nothing really that close. Right. Um I mean we were driving thirty 35, 40 okay. minutes to, to train at the place we were training at. Um, so we decided to start looking, and, and over a couple months we found a basically a perfect spot. Um, so it was uh, it was a slow build up, you know. It, was, yeah. it took us like 11 months or 10 months yes. to go from like yeah. starting to get the place to to opening up, and and because uh, we you know we did a lot of the work, um, you know, a lot we... of the finish work. Dan, i, I was trained for fights stuff dan and my dad did did a majority <laughs> of the work um <laughs> you know the 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 construction work the yeah. sheetrock painting and and all yep. that stuff and trim work and you know we installed all the mats installed the installed yeah. the cage um they did pretty much all
2: the work except for electrical and the hard plumbing yeah
3: wow um, so. you know so it uh you know it's kind of our kind of our baby yeah know? um but it's uh it's one of those things. It was like kind of like okay, well, you know, we want to have a have a have a gym because we should have a gym.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, but now it's like you know, it's the awesome. group of people that we got, they're, it's awesome. They're awesome. Right. They're 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 freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I enjoy teaching. I enjoy instructing because we have a group that, yeah, you know, enjoys. The sport and, and yeah. they're there to learn, right? You know, and like maybe that, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was that I didn't, I guess, garner enough respect back then, or uh, like I said, maybe I wasn't as good of an instructor. Um, but there used to be times where it's like, okay, take your, you know, right foot and post it out there. Yeah. No, your other right foot, that foot. Right. But this, the, the foot that I'm touching, take it and put it over here. <laughs> right. Put it, put it where my foot is. Yeah. You know, and like you're, yeah, people just. I don't know. Like earlier like, today, right? Yeah, like earlier today. Like no. Me. No, you know what? Like the guillotine is not the easiest. I mean, yeah. we have we've have guys that have been training with us for a while that we've explained it to a couple times, many a times and they they don't grasp it. Yeah. But you did good. Thank you. You did good. Thank um, you. which means you knew when to tap. Yeah, but uh <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was it was frustrating. Now it's like uh you know, it's like I said, it's a good group. It's and, a yeah. joy. Yeah, people, people are picking things it really up. And, um, it's a lot of fun. We've seen a lot of progression, and, and yeah. uh, you well, know, there, it's, there, it's like a big family.
0: Yeah, there's something about, like, we, we do it through the Bash University, uh-huh. you know, that education arm. There's something about teaching people that sincerely want to learn, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a good feeling. Yeah. It's a great feeling yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, real quick, let me remind everybody... Uh, lots of ways to get in touch with us here on the show. Hit us up on the IM board. Mr. Pete Glusick has his reading glasses on. He'll read your question. <laughs> you could also hit us up on our social media, at Ike Live Show. And Brian DeCarpenter, correct me if I'm wrong. We're going to put a phone number up here in yeah. a little bit. I want to do it soon because yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to start getting some callers in here. Let's, let's put that number up here. Uh, we're going to put a toll-free number up here on the screen. If you've got a question about anything you heard here tonight in the show... Call us. If you've got a question for Jim or Dan or
5: Dave, let us know. <laughs> what do you, you got, know, Dave? You, are you still sponsored by Bass Pro Shops? Or were you I ever? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. They're taking the, over the
0: world, by the way. Yeah. They didn't Johnny Morris is taking over the world. Bass Pro Shops. No, we,
3: you know... Um, them dirty bastards. <laughs> <laughs> it, they, they never wanted to do anything with me. No. Like... It was Jim was willing to yeah, go all the way. Yeah, I was willing to do anything. All the like, way. Yeah, wow. man. I was like ready. Like, wow. And no, you know, they, they sponsored me for a couple fights and I'm like, okay. You know, maybe it was maybe it was my management that I had at the time. Maybe they didn't make it clear, you know, that yeah. that I I really you know, I wanted to do appearances there. I wanted to shit, throw me in the catalog. You know, yeah. like I could pose like in some, in some <laughs> you, know, you don't know how many fighters shoot. Yeah, fighters yeah.
2: came up to me, not let alone him, yeah. just me. Were like, I cannot believe your brother's sponsored by bro- Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had, I, you know, just hanging around him sometimes. It was like a million freaking fighters. Yeah, like, He could have started a whole new it,
5: line of camouflage it, yoga pants. Yeah, yeah. yeah seriously. It's it good. Good. You know, it
3: could have been, it could have been awesome. You know, like, like, because I was just, I just wanted to use it to, to. Build my brand yeah you know to because i love the outdoors i love fishing i love hunting i love camping you know i i, I wanted to to start branching into into you know the outdoor realm mm-hmm. and uh all they ever wanted to do was slap a sticker on my ass and wow. it was it was a, just huh? a dirty little horse yeah you <laughs> <know>? <laughs> seriously you'll be has this, to, this is one of those things that like you know we were talking yeah. about like you know the 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 fighting over sponsors and stuff like that yeah you know, like that was one that you know i was like man this this should be better yeah it should be better and and uh and it it wasn't it wasn't what i expected right you know i'd still love to work with them in the future yeah you know um if you're, listening. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you're but,
5: listening. Well, we usually, Jim, no, we usually at the end of shows when we run out of things to say, we usually crank yeah. call yeah. Bass Pro. We might crank call Bass Pro. Let's ask for the tonight. gym.
0: That might be a thing we're we'll going to do. Uh, <laughs> Pete Klusik, I see you raise your hand. What do you got for us, Pete? You, <laughs> we we just prank them just a
1: Just a little business item. Where, Where's your gym? How can they find it?
3: Our gym is in Sparta, New Jersey.
1: 22 Gale
3: Court. 22 Gale Court. Uh, white building with the green trim and roof. Big old parking lot. What, what's the name? Miller Brothers MMA and Fitness. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, MillerBrothersMMA.com. Yep. <laughs> uh, At MillerBrothersMMA. Very, very At cool. At Miller Bros MMA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> <Are you done? laughs> Brian, what is this you're distracting me with over here on the Maybe
6: on the left? one second, Pete jim is is correct me if I'm wrong is this move called uh second base
3: <laughs> <laughs> no no that'd be uh it's more more like sliding into third right <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I was showing a Kamora, uh, actually that's my that's one of my giant killer moves and I was doing it on a, a hundred pound woman that we have training for should with we,
1: us we, um, very
6: athletic? she's a stud yeah, yeah she's yeah.
3: a stud That's amazing. Uh, A couple. uh, uh,
1: I got uh, Captain Jack Ontario wants to help you guys out. Oh yeah. Uh, I know you've got some trademark names, but he wanted to offer up some names for you. Yeah. All right. Uh, With an MMA theme. Uh, Choke me. Be a nice (laughs) name for a beer. (laughs) I don't know if I would drink that one. The the pale punch. um, The guillotine. Get smashed. Nothing. Hey, Rudy, just stick just stick
5: to killing bad guys. Rudy, <laughs> <a former, laughs> guy, it's a fan of the show. Uh, yeah. See, I just uh, <laughs> who is killing bad guys. What's his name? Yeah. What's his, name? Captain his, Jack. his name's Rudy, but he, Rudy? He's, he's, a, he's a retired special operator. All right.
3: Yeah. Uh, Rudy, <laughs> the the IPA name will be you know it'll be like I.P.A. You know, the I punch awesome. <laughs> ah, <laughs> you know. That's Maybe cool. you should just stick to beating people up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I got a serious fight question. Hit us. What do you got? Well, you know, there's the you know, just winning a fight by today's standards isn't like the cool thing or really the thing to do. You got to win with a splash. You got to knock people out. Um, how do you guys feel about that, man? Is just winning a fight conservatively? Um, good enough, or or you got to be dynamic to to make the highlight real for the big KO.
2: Jim and I have always gone out to finish fights. Yeah. Every fight we've ever entered, it was the whole objective was to finish the opponent. So you know, I kind of agree with it. Is you know to go out and and the whole <laughs> point of, of fighting isn't to just point somebody and you know oh I can kind of you know win on criteria the point is to go out and beat them you know you have to think of it as a street if you're thinking of it as a street fight you're not going to go out and point somebody and be like i won haha <laughs> i punched yeah. you a couple more times <laughs> you know it, the whole point is to knock them out or you know make them want to
3: stop or choke them out so yeah um
2: I, you know i, yeah. I kind of agree with
3: it my, i mean that's always that's always my goal you know yeah. I. Yeah, like Dan said it. You know, said it from the beginning. You know, I'm I'm out there to beat the tar out of somebody. You know, I, yeah. I like making making another grown man that was training for me for a couple of weeks quit. Yeah. Um, but as long as you're doing it inside the rules, winning is winning, and you got to win. You know, you you have to win because, like we said before, this is the this is the Western fans, the Western ideals, and if you lose. You got your ass kicked. You're a loser. You, you know, you got your ass beat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how you fought. You know, you might be putting it all on the line. You might be winning the majority of the fight leading up to that. But if you lose, you're a loser. Right. <laughs> so you yeah. you have to win.
1: That's a I, yeah. That's a tough line to walk because yeah, sometimes winning is. is boring.
3: It is. Sometimes
1: winning is conservative. And uh, and that's boring. And yeah.
3: that's why I've got a couple losses on my record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I've 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 lost fights that I should have fought more conservatively, and I didn't, and I lost because of it. And I w- would have rather have won, but I also am gonna fight the way that I like to fight and the way that I'm good at fighting, and that's aggressively, and and you know. Cool the more aggressive, the more offense you use, the less defense you've got, you know, when you throw a punch at somebody, that's when you're most vulnerable to get punched back. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I've, I've lost fights being aggressive. Um, and then, like I said, somebody that, somebody that hasn't done it, somebody that hasn't been in there and, and doesn't fully grasp it. And it's not, it's not a knock on anybody. It's just for, comes from experience because I didn't learn this until, you know, 15 fights in, uh, it's not, you know, it's not always about winning. It's about the way you, you go out and fight. Well, I like that
0: ad too, because it's like a topwater strike in bass fishing. It's more exciting. <laughs> uh,
1: we got a caller on the line, uh, Brian DeCarpenter? Yeah, one more quick question. Okay. 10 pound bass or clean KO? Ooh. Ooh tough tough choice. <laughs> <laughs> a 10 pounder is a ten big one. 10 pounder, dude.
0: A 10, ten pounder.
1: pounder? Well, uh,.
3: I've Ooh. never
2: had either, so. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I'm a bully and I've had a couple clean KOs in the gym. Uh, yeah. Against <laughs> <The gym. laughs> <laughs> like 35 pounders. Yeah, um, right. I mean, a 10 pounder is basically a once in a lifetime for most people. Yeah, it's it a big one. That's a big one. In Jersey, one. it's awesome. once in a lifetime. In Jer- yeah,
0: yeah, in the Northeast, it's a once in a lifetime. For sure. Yeah.
5: Where are you at, Dan? Uh, 10 pounder or knockout?
3: If it's a clean KO my next fight, a clean KO.
4: <laughs> yeah. That's a good call.
2: This the next fight. That's a yeah, good call. Well, what are we talking about? Jim's talking about the gym. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't really count. What? Jim practice? beats people up in the gym.
3: Practice? Practice. Practice? We're talking about practice? We're talking about practice. <laughs>
0: Actually he's you know, a he's a fishhead, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Iverson's a he's a fishhead. Right? Yeah, he's a fishhead. Allegedly. Head. Yeah. Allegedly. We're afraid to have him in the studio. Uh caller, what's your name? Where you call from? <laughs> What up, guys? J.T. Bagwell. J.T. Hey, uh, How you doing welcome. tonight?
8: Good. How are you?
0: Uh, doing good. What's your question?
8: Man, I actually got a handful of things here. I'm a, a huge MMA fan and obviously a huge batch fishing fan. Um, I've had the pleasure of training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai at the famous Miletic gym over in Iowa.
4: Nice. So,
8: you know, got to go fishing with Pat Militich and things like that. But before I get started, I just want to give some props to Dave, man. The guy is an awesome addition to the show. I, I know he's been here a while, but I don't think he gets enough love, so I want to give some love to Dave.
4: Tell yeah. Him
8: yeah. Thank
6: you. Love to Dave. You like place. it.
8: And if Dave had a choice, what
5: submission would he let Frank Mir put him in? <laughs> cool.
6: in <his> dreams.
5: <laughs> well, if I'm going to go back to the dream, let's see here. I, I, he, he wants him to take his back first yeah. of all. I let him yeah. triangle choke <laughs> me. <laughs> no, I don't know, dude. Uh, let's see. I let I, 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 Frank uh, butt scissors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <I, laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I, the triangle choke me or scissor me? Ch- yeah, scissor me. <laughs> <scissor. laughs>
4: Okay.
8: Next. Did you guys think that Johanna Young-Jacek's striking was so good last night that it almost made the fight boring?
3: No. You know, you, you can't. I mean, she's she's phenomenal. Yeah. And if somebody's yeah, I not... I watched
8: it with about 40 people and, and probably 38 of them said, man, this fight's horrible. Yeah. And, and and Johanna's striking is just phenomenal. So I I just wonder what you guys thought.
2: I, I appreciate the good technique. Yeah. So... No, I didn't think it was boring.
8: And Jim, when uh, Nate Diaz put you in that crazy guillotine and your tongue was hanging out, were you yep. actually scared that you were going to bite your tongue off?
3: Uh, that's why I tapped, yeah. I was I was actively <laughs> biting through my tongue at the moment. And, oh, God. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it sucked. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs> and who's your bigger head case, Ike or the Diaz brothers? Uh,
3: well, I mean, the Diaz brothers are... They're, they're different, different guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I don't, I don't mind them. They're, they're cool guys. They're, they've been cool to me. You know, I mean, Nate showed me, uh, an incredible amount of respect after our fight. You know, Uh, I don't think he's ever grabbed anybody else's hand and raised it. You know, and, uh, Mm -hmm. um, he's a good kid. You know, so is Nick. Um, I don't agree with everything they do, but uh, they're they're their own special guys, I guess. You know, <laughs> I mean, you got to see the purple purple singlet though that Ike was in. That was pretty. It's, it's that was pretty, special. <laughs> he flaunted yeah, uh,
0: it too. While we're talking about purple singlet, we've have it right here if you want to look at it. It's inside out. And is,
3: is it, is I, we're gonna see I a little skid mark. I, I think you had. Oh, it oh, it is a skid mark? That's look. There's the skid mark for when I was shitting myself. I thought I was gonna get
0: beat up. <laughs> smells like
3: liquid mayhem. JT, <laughs> hey
6: Mike.
5: <laughs> JT said you had it on backwards. Hey, Mike, one more thing. on backwards. <laughs> yeah.
8: Back to the sponsor thing that we, you guys were talking about earlier. Do you think there's ever an opportunity for a, a bass fishing league sponsor similar to the Reebok deal, but something you know with a better company like Under Armour, maybe? Under Armour sponsors the whole BASS organization and every angler gets so much money based on place of finish and and they have to wear Under Armour gear or something like that. You think that's possible in the bass fishing industry?
0: I do think it's possible. I think anything's possible. Uh, but you know, from from my perspective, I would I would be very cautious of that and uh, you know, and and see how the funds are are divided. You know, that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, if it was going to boost the entire sport and all the anglers were compensated an appropriate amount, I'd be all for it, you know? Uh, but but it's so tough, because right now in our sport, we don't have any representation. We're the reason that people watch tournament fishing. You know, we drive the whole, the whole thing. We don't share in any of the revenue right now whatsoever. We have zero revenue share um, from the sponsors that buy into bass. So... You know, it, 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 it'd it be tough. But if it was done right, I think it could work, for sure.
5: For sure. Conversely, though. When Jerry,
8: when Jerry McKinnis was on a week or two ago, you had mentioned briefly anglers that are taking basically nothing in return for what you want to call a sponsorship. Yeah.
4: They're,
8: they're wearing the brand. They're putting stickers all over their truck. Yeah. Whatever they're doing for for a 10% discount or a handful of fishing lures or, or you know, things of that nature. If you had to to throw a dollar amount out there for your your regional guys, then your lower level national guys, and then your elite, what would you say that a good starting point is to where it doesn't dilute the the brand so much? You know, like let's say you you guys all agree that hey, if you're at this level, you don't take less than X number of dollars. What would you throw out there for? For your lower level guys, middle, and then top level
0: guys. Yeah, well, that's a great question. I don't, I don't think there's a right answer to it because it, everything correlates to what you do for that sponsor. And if you're a lower level guy, but you do a tremendous amount to sell product for that company, then you should be compensated for that, right? Even if you're not established. So it's a hard question to answer. But you know, I, I'll answer it two ways and tell you that when you're starting out, when you're in the beginning of your career in any sport, right? you're going to do things for a lower amount, you know? And I, I did that when I started my career. Um, and that's natural. But, you know, what I talked about last week is true. If you're the top guy in professional bass fishing or you're the top guy in MMA, you should command a certain dollar amount for a product endorsement or a sponsorship. And when you don't, you hurt the entire industry below you. And, and that's... That's a problem. You know, that's a problem when there's no representation amongst the, amongst the group of athletes. Because when you have right. representation, you, you create a standard, right? And right. there's no standard a right now. A baseline, at least. A baseline. Not so
5: much a standard. And, and I, baseline. And I right.
8: guarantee George St. Pierre wasn't working for Under Armour, in return for a couple pairs of shorts. The, the guy was getting money. Yeah, he just was. Just like the, the top guy in bass fishing should be getting money. They right. He not be working for free. Right. Or for a pair of shorts.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's critical for the growth they, of the sport.
8: One last thing.
0: Hit me. What Would do you
8: got? Did Jim throw you in a triangle choke on camera?
0: Uh, we, we, did, uh, we did about five or six moves on camera and... A couple moves off camera and I gotta tell you, I actually blacked out on one of the moves. <laughs> we won't be showing that one.
8: But was one of them a-
5: was one of them a triangle? J- J- JT, Dan Dan triangled uh, yeah. Pete Glusek unconscious. Yeah, I'm, triangled s- the I'm shit s- out of him. Yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. him. He's still got an room. ice pack on his neck. <laughs> he, he triangled Pete so bad that Pete's in the booth right now playing the triangle. <laughs> and, and hold on, JT, Pete had the nerve to wear that wrestling jacket, and all he's complaining about is his neck from like a static <laughs> move that was planned out. He thought about his neck wearing the jacket. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, JT, uh, thanks I, for the call tonight.
0: Thanks for the the good work on the show and keep it up, guys. You got it. have a good night. Thank you. Thank. You. Wow! <laughs> Multi questions from but, JT. There, Pete, what do you got? Man, we got some great
1: questions. This one, uh, this one's pretty cool from the Wawa Hoagie lady. <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Why the convenience store down here? Yeah, yeah. okay. I
2: had their sausage and <laughs> <egg laughs> cheese this morning. Okay, okay. Yeah. I
5: know. We we all, we I almost all had to use the wakeboard technique in the <laughs> in the middle of the lake. <laughs> so hold on, just to give context. Jim, uh, Dan referenced the wakeboard technique. Brian, the carpenter, and I invented a way to take a poop <laughs> while wakeboarding.
3: <laughs> and what it
5: entails is letting the wakeboard go to the surface, and everything's hanging down, and you move at an idle speed, and you can actually. <laughs> Pinch a loaf and not have any of it touch you. Oh. And you just hope it's a high-fiber one so it sinks. Yeah, <laughs> But if it floats and, and it scares well, yeah, we would, yeah, You'd, go you'd t- avoid t- it when you're on your yeah. way back. Nah, yeah. well, we had a run. We'd go like five miles that way. You wouldn't come back to it until it was gone. Yeah, yeah. but there's like a family jet skiing or water skiing <laughs> behind nah, you. Well, we picked our spot. And they're like, look, baby, Dad,
0: baby look at that roof. Twix bar. Uh, I Pete, can what do you per-
1: got? I can proceed with my question now. Yeah, Sorry, yeah we're Pete. done talking about poop. Go
3: ahead.
1: <laughs> we're we all are fans of Rocky, and we know that women weaken legs.
3: No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: How do you, how long <laughs> how long before a fight
3: do you go without getting laid? Oh! the day of. Wow, we're we're getting into it now. This is a good question. Yeah, it, women don't we can, women's drama weekend like. oh. so so if you've got a uh you know my wife understands you know i mean we're in a we're in a sport where it's all about confidence and feeling feeling like you know the fucking man yeah and what better way to feel like the man right <laughs> you know than uh then to get a little bit you know so, so. you don't
0: believe in the superstition
3: no, of no, 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 holding no, 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 out for no. a week like i said it's Yes, they they can because we've trained with plenty of guys who had a lot of talent that yes. uh, had crazy girlfriends and uh, yeah. they did not perform because there was drama around. Surra- you know, right? Bitches be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> B- bitches be crazy. I'm trying to say it nicely. Sorry, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, yeah, that it, uh, yeah, it's been it's been day of. It's yeah. it's pretty much always. Dang. So it doesn't oh. matter. Doesn't oh, wow. It doesn't affect affect wow. the performance of no, it. No, 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 no. Some no. fighters swear Feel by good. it though, the other yeah. way. Opposite of yeah. what you're saying. Like Rolled Bubba up.
5: Jenkins, who's fights for Bellator, he's the to fight coming up, and he's a firm believer that not to have any kind of release leading up to the fight. I don't know. Hmm.
3: Yeah, no. You need that testosterone production. Yes. You know, that means you need <laughs> so to You got stale to, testosterone. You, to, testosterone you need man. to get yeah, rid that, of it. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. It's moldy. You need new fresh stuff. It's moldy. Yeah. Like I said, it's all about the it's all about the confidence that primal part of the brain, you know? That's cool. That's I for Beat it. somebody up, get laid. Yeah, yes. seriously. Yes. <laughs> well, especially you that guys. Guy across yes, me I is I the am. Mastodon that I'm trying to slay, you know? <laughs> what, is, what is better before that, you know? Especially you <laughs> two, man. Well, you, look- guys are,
5: you guys are animals, man. <laughs> Why do
2: you think we have so many kids?
6: <laughs> <laughs> like I,
2: How like many I fights said.
6: have we had in the UFC? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Billy from Tahoe wants to know who, in your prime, would you want to fight and how about now? Which I'm uh, somewhat offended by Billy's question. I, I guess he's asserting you're not in your prime. I don't know, Billy. Anyhow, I'd have to agree with Billy right now. No, well, <laughs> not feeling in your prime. Yeah. Uh,
3: Who's on the list? I don't know. Probably whoever's the champ, yeah, right? You know, <laughs> I. I always want. I've always wanted to fight George Saint Pierre. Um, well what's fighting up in weight? You know, yeah. Why not? I train with yeah. freaking Oprah all the time. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 200- she, she comes to the gym a lot. Yeah, she does. She's a hard worker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I uh, at my weight, it never it never mattered. You know, in, in my in my opinion, it's always just I'm gonna fight whoever that they put in front of me. I've I've never I've never turned down a fight because of the opponent or style. What you about know? George? What, what do you mean, what about him? What, what about him makes... Because uh... Uh, he was so dominant, you know? I, mm-hmm. Respect. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not that It's not that I, like... You know, some of these guys want to fight, uh, like, legends as they're falling. Right. <laughs> so they can kind of try to climb off of them. Um, you know, I wanted to fight him just because, why the hell not? Why not, why not test myself against a guy who is, was, you know, pound for pound the best on the planet... You know, and and uh, and I still think I'm kind of in my prime, to say that. Right on. Um, yeah. You know, deal with a little more injuries now, but the technique's a lot better.
1: What What if uh, a question came through earlier? Did you ever have to fight a training partner or friend? Did you ever have to deal with that? Other than kicking the tar out of your brother?
3: Uh, <laughs> no, no, neither of us ever had to... to to fight a training partner. We actually ended up training with some guys that we've fought in the past. You know, yeah. I, I fought Frank Yeager, then we and then I fought Chris gory um, who's Frankie's best friend, and then we started training together at you know, I don't know, a year after that, something yeah. like that. Um both great guys, you know, um Jersey guys. Yeah. Um you know, it you there's the there's the two different sides of it. There's the you know the american wrestling side that's kind of like uh train with whoever you can train with to be better you know i mean that's what it was in wrestling we, we would you you train with guys i mean when we were training at uh at sir wrestling yeah you know it's training with guys that i'm i'm wrestling their teammates i'm i'm you know some of them i wrestled them you know like uh but it's just to get better. You're wrestling in the off season. Mm. Uh, then there's like the Brazilian jiu-jitsu side, which is very, very like pack oriented. You know, like uh, they they're very territorial, <laughs> um, and uh, that's that's not our style. Um, but I would fight Dan for the right amount of money. I'd, I'd punch him in the face so hard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
3: right, it's hey, no me, different than uh, Yeah, practice. no different than training. And and he tries like, to punch Wow. In, he, yeah. try,
2: he tries to come after me. I take it easy on him. Yeah.
3: Wow. But, uh,
0: the the ratings that we could get for that, too, I think would be amazing. That's exactly it.
3: That's the retirement fight. You want to see two brothers fight, it'll be the only time in history. But you demand that we're each paid, like, $5 million a piece. Yeah. Wow. Um, I would
2: fight, and I would... Yeah, no. I would <laughs> make We would have we
3: would have my mom in one corner and our dad in the other corner. Wow. Preferably, preferably, mom is in his corner so I can s- insult his mom. <laughs> I can say mom jokes at the weigh-in. <laughs> <laughs> Your mama's so fat. <laughs> <laughs> you know? My mom was in my
2: corner one time. Yeah. Really? Yes. That's was pretty awesome. She kept her head down the whole fight. She, she, she did. did. She excellent. did do great. She did. she did excellent. I mean, obviously, I don't. I don't I don't know. I was in the, in the ring. In the but, fight, yeah. But, uh, down in Brazil. So I, I fought. Wow. At, uh, Jusamar Paul Harris. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, Toquinho. Tree stump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went down there, and I only had two two people. And, you know, at the time we were allowed to do IVs, and the only two people that were doing IVs for us were, you know, his wife, who's a, reg- a nurse, and my mom, yeah. mom who's a nurse. Yeah. And, uh, your wife was pregnant, right? It was yes. Right before. Wife. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it
3: was right like a week wife. before my son. Yeah. Was uh. <laughs> so
2: obviously she couldn't come. So my mom, uh, my mom graciously came, and uh, we had tickets for her in the, in, you know, in, the arena. But this was the first time that the UFC had been back to Brazil in ten years. When we got there, we went to a. Uh, they had a fake hotel. They had guards for us. So it, the UFC was scared for our lives. Wow. So In Brazil. They, yes, know. in Brazil. Yeah. So I was expected to put my mom into the, wow. into the audience. Alone. Alone. <laughs> Alone. Because right. there was only three of us down there. So it was like, you know, screw that. I was allowed three three men. So I was yeah. like, Mom, you're coming into the corner. You have you have no choice. You're yeah. not going into the crowd by yourself. Right. You're coming into the corner. Wow. Um so obviously she when She came into the court. She literally. I mean, I obviously wasn't there, but she told me that she just looked like this.
1: Wow.
2: <laughs> she. <laughs> no, she. Was, it, it was a. It was a tough fight. Yeah. It was a very yeah. tough fight. Uh, not. Not an easy one. Uh, not an easy one to be. I'm sure it wasn't an
3: easy one to be in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a very stressful fight. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That's an amazing uh, story.
3: Yeah, and We've so met.
0: and it and the the hotel <laughs> thing and it was security right because yeah I guess they were worried they about were scared like of worried kidnapping worried kidnapping, yeah. kidnapping and stuff yeah. like that yeah, yeah. so yeah.
2: they told us yeah we have a fake hotel they put they put their employees in the hotel that we were supposed to go they announced for the the fighters and then when they it was like a forty five you know it was like <coughs> well it took us probably two hours to get to weigh right to get into Wherever the hell I fought, Sao Paulo, or wow, wow, but it, was, yeah, it was it was crazy. I would wow.
5: assume that same type of like <laughs> subterfuge is used for all the fighters, then, right? Like that, that they would put out false narratives of where people are going to be and then put you someplace else. I don't else? think I don't know anymore. Yeah, they uh,
2: they're, they're kind of more lax going down yeah, there. Yeah, I think they're a, a little more it's comfortable. Very, it's,
5: it was they're very
2: receptive. Yeah, this was the f- it, it was literally the first time yeah. they've been there in ten years. Okay, so they they had no idea what yeah. to expect. And neither did we, so it was like... A <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if the UFC is scared, yeah. then it makes you a little nervous. Absolutely. Like, shit. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Well, just to let everybody know, we're not really at the Ike Live Studios tonight, so if you want to come kidnap the Miller brothers we're not really here yeah <laughs> so, it's a fake one. it's fake this it's is all a fake green studio. screen <laughs> yeah this is all green screen this isn't real look
4: at the, the back hey what uh, do you got
0: screen. hey
1: well you know Jim kind of uh, opened our eyes and and let us know that him and his wife like to get busy in the locker room right before a fight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> but Mike
0: B wants to know how about you before Man. a tournament uh, that's a great question. I don't have, I don't have, that's a good question. I don't have any superstitions, but I can tell you it's, uh, leading up to a tournament the days before, like right before a tournament, there's so much shit going on. I usually don't get busy right on the heels of the tournament, but it's not superstition, but it has happened in the past. I don't think either way it matters. Uh, it doesn't affect your tournament performance. No, no. But I can remember this one time where we, we didn't get busy leading up to a tournament. It, you know, I was just busy and we didn't have sex or anything. And I went to the event, and the first five minutes of that first day of the tournament, I caught a six pounder. And I actually ejaculated right in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Simultaneous? Simultaneously. <laughs> it was just like the fish came over the gunwale, and once I knew he was in the boat, and he was going to live, it, I was just like, oh, ooh.
4: I just, <laughs> right there. Yeah. But I blamed it on liquid mayhem yeah. on my
3: pants. So, uh, I spilled
2: it all over <laughs> yeah. I, I spilled it all over,
3: over. chafing. Skipper chafing. Well, oh, yeah. Skipper, Skipper. He's now chumming for bass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's that oil sling out the back What's that oil
1: slick? Sk- sk- skipper nj would like jim w- would like you to fight joe rogan
3: you like Whoa! To fight joe rogan. wow ah be pretty interesting he needs to, uh, he needs to abide by weight. the uh, the new Do- doping rules <laughs> <laughs> yeah he might show up frozen he's, he's
6: got he's got a doctor's note
3: yeah, it doesn't matter.
6: <laughs> doesn't matter. At no, ha- he
3: was actually a very good uh, kickboxer, apparently. Well, yeah. Taekwondo. Taekwondo, yeah. yeah. Which Jim is, uh,
6: uh, was a black belt in when he was four, right? Apparently. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I think three and a half. Three and, <laughs> three and a half. I can't <laughs> Jim, remember. Jim was a black belt. Three, three <laughs> and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like ten years Came old out of the womb something. with a brown belt. <laughs> yeah. Black belt, belt Walk, by three and a half. Came
5: out of the womb with a sidekick. Wow!
3: Right?
0: Let me out! <laughs> Uh, Brian Carpenter, do we have a picture we're putting
6: up here? What is that? Oh, it's, <laughs> even, it's even better than a picture. Oh, okay. We're going to run some of uh, a quick 15-second clip of uh, today's shenanigans. All right,
0: and before you run that, let me remind everybody, right there on the bottom of the screen, you see a toll-free number. Please call in if you've got any questions, if you've got any comments on tonight's show. We want to hear from you. Okay, Brian, what do you got? No, right, here we go. I don't like the stance. <laughs> Man, that is sexy. Is this a video?
4: Wow! Wow! That was intense. That was intense.
0: That was a little taste a little fire. I know. I like that. I feel really bad because the scene where we're all walking down was really cool. Except I'm in a singlet. (laughs) You know what I mean? Come on. It was kind of like entourage. Except I'm the The asshole in a singlet. So I liked it. It was cool. Got me pumped up. Uh,
5: I can't wait to see the the actual footage. The full video?
0: Yeah. Yeah, That was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. Uh, I want to jump into something real quick, too. And and the one thing we haven't talked about, and we talked about off camera, you you guys have a little something brewing on the TV side, too, which is interesting. This is interesting to me because on the fishing side, this is something we're trying to get into a little more, and you guys have something going on. You want to talk about that a little bit? You want to
3: just tease people about what's what's going on? Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're working on actually right now, kind of two different yes. sides of like uh, TV shows, reality to- show type thing. I don't really, yeah. really want to. I don't really want to peg it as like reality TV, right? Um, yeah, that's that's an overused term. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next thing you know, we're the jim husbands of sparta <laughs> um, <laughs> the real jim husbands of, of sparta, sparta. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of drama a lot of drama um i get yelled at for eating doritos and stuff yeah. uh, but uh Going to lows on a sunday yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah we're uh you know we have a uh we filmed the pilot and stuff you know which really doesn't mean anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so for uh, learned. for uh, an outdoor show um you know we come from a family that we uh like i said before we try to we try to do everything you know and and um you know because our parents did you know i mean mm. our our dad can basically mm. do just about anything you know uh I, you know he doesn't he doesn't have a, a filter so he's He says a lot of stupid shit. (laughs) Um, So if if he falls short anywhere, it's like, you know, uh, keeping his mouth shut. Um, But, uh, you know, I mean, if anything ever broke down around the house, you know, car, oil burner, uh, you know, he could build the house from the ground up, um, you know, cook you a meal. You know, our mom is she can do she can do it all, too. Um, so we do a lot of, a lot of stuff. We, we make a lot of things and, and, uh, you know, I've made, I've made a long bow, you know, Dan's rebuild motorcycles and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we're, the whole idea is that we, we, we do things, we'd make things for the outdoors, you yeah. know, uh, you know, make, make another couple of bows, something like that. Um, you know, we both want to try like forging, uh, a knife or something like that and maybe go pig sticking. and. Right um, right. That's right. awesome, but uh, yeah. So there's that there's that side, you know. So we we have the pilot kind of for that, and then uh, we also have this this pretty killer idea for a, a TV show about beer, Ooh. you know, and, and American craft beer and yeah. Um, yeah,
5: they it. already canceled Brew Dogs though. I don't know
3: if you watched Fruit Dogs. That's already gone, oh. dude. Uh, well, that, that was, was the only know. one. I know it was the only one. That's why the market is prime. Right. <laughs> the door is open. Uh, the door, saying, is, so, the door mm. is open. It sounds you know like what? buying a Blockbuster, dude. Those, I don't those know. Those guys. Those <laughs> guys. That's funny, dude. Those guys were, you know, I mean, they brewed, like, they've got an awesome sense of humor. Yeah. They brewed, yeah. like, the the strongest beer ever brewed, and they sold, like, 12 bottles or something like that. And they took every one of the bottles, and they had... a a roadkill rodent, rodent taxidermied around the bottle. So they had a couple wow. weasels and, like, squirrels. That's and, gnarly. And that's how they sold these bottles. And it was fucking awesome. But they were kind of hard to watch on TV. Uh, Dan and I would get drunk, sing karaoke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot easier to watch. The, yeah. the first episode, the yeah. accent I think we're easier cool, on right? the eyes, too. What's that? The first
5: episode, the accent was kind of cool. I don't know.
3: You know, like I said, they, they did some stuff with beer that... Yeah. Uh, like in their shows, uh, it's pretty clear that they weren't serving the beer that they brewed. Mm. Um, you call them frauds? No, oh, yes, you not wouldn't. necessarily. Oh, no. <laughs> never. I would never do that. Uh, Frog? Frogs? frogs? Frogs. Yes. Frogs. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we we would like to have a you know a, a brewery, a brew pub, and it'd kind of be about uh, learning more about beer and yeah. and the whole beer industry, craft brewing. It's very. Uh, they're very open with information, um, at least the old the old generation. Old, uh, the, the new guard, they seem to think they know everything, and uh, they don't ask questions, they don't talk, and um, we kind of like to, to talk to the people that are, have established themselves and, and have some fun with them and learn from them. Mm. Well, you got four guys
5: that would watch it every single
0: episode. Uh,
3: absolutely.
5: Brian Carpenter, what do you got? Got a caller. Uh,
0: caller, what's your name? Where do you call from?
7: Wow, this is Ben?
0: Ben? Ben. Bam. Bam. Ben. Hi, Ben. What's your question?
7: How y'all doing again? Nice to talk to y'all.
0: Good to hear from you again.
7: Good, good. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, listen, last time I called in, we was talking about catching them carps. You remember? <laughs>
0: I remember that. The carps <laughs> and the carpies. I remember. Right.
7: And I was trying to tell y'all that I like to use pig semen in my mix.
0: Right. Pig semen. The guy
7: that was on the couch there, he he's not there this week, but he told me that, that I should try to use bear semen.
0: Bear semen
7: well, Yeah Well Frankie. You don't remember That's what you said it was a secret you Oh yeah Yeah Frankie oh, Absolutely Yeah I love bear right, semen Right right That's right That guy Well See Here's the problem delicious. is, I tried to To collect some of that It's not as easy As you think it
4: might
0: be What's the extraction process like Of that how do you extract I got,
7: it? I got a lot of scratches on my face. I, I, don't, I don't really want to talk about it, but it's not good. It's kind of like, like trying to ch- try chase a
4: bull
7: pig into like a dead end. It's not going to work out well for
0: you. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. But you have video?
7: got really long nails, those bears. It's kind of crazy.
0: Now, do by any chance, know. do you have video of this? I,
7: I do, but... See, problem is
0: I tried to put it on the internet and YouTube told
7: me it was NC seventeen. Ah, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite understand. I went to a club, bought <laughs> the drinks. I did everything I could do to get the semen from the bear, and right. he just didn't give it to me. You got to wow. go after a
0: tweak next time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that, that's tough because you know a,
7: hey,
0: a, a, a bear Excuse
7: is. A, can we can we talk about catching and catfish
0: Sure. Catfish.
7: You guys, hey, you Miller know, boys, they're at the Miller twins, but it's, it's two men <laughs> instead of two women. It's two men who fight. It's the Miller twins, though. It's That's fun. right. Hey, you guys ever catch catfish?
0: Yes, yes, yes. yeah, definitely.
7: It's fun stuff. Catfish always be winning tournaments. People don't know that. You want you want to win the tournament for all that side money? You got to catch catfish, cart, and the perches. I know, I caught the perch yesterday. He caught a nice perch.
0: You got a nice perch today. Okay. I caught perchies today, too. Yeah. Nice one.
7: Down? That's a big old perch. I a- eat that jumbo. That craves
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you have per- uh, perches where you, where you live, where you're from, where oh, you're yeah, at? Yeah, yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, we got white. We will. See, here's the deal. We got some stupid people here. They call them white perch, but it's really crappy.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. So,
7: you know, kind of the same thing but
0: not really. I've called them kind I've of heard of called Specs. It's
7: really a hybrid, but it is but it's not rock bass, do, that, do, that, do, that, do
6: that. Right. So, uh, your your accent, you sound like you're from North Jersey. Is this
4: correct?
6: <laughs> where? Are you
0: from North Jersey or where where are you calling it sounds from? Sounds like a North Jersey accent.
7: Alabama. Oh.
0: Alabama, okay. We had we crazy. had your accent misplaced.
7: Nah, y'all crazy.
0: Okay. All right, so thank you for the call. Uh, All right,
7: yo, hey, man, I'm going to sit down and music. Y'all do good stuff
0: over here. Talk to me, bye. Okay, but
4: Whoa, whoa. <laughs> wow.
5: We heard from him before. He's a crazy caller. Remember, remember the one Southern caller said the only good thing that ever came out of New Jersey was an empty bus? <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? That's funny. I don't even know. All right, I, I want to do
0: an update real quick, Um, and this is kind of great timing because... You know, you're you 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 have got when are you weighing in? You've got a weigh in coming up, right? You've got a when is that? I weigh in December 9th. December 9th is your weigh in. Okay, yep. and I don't I don't know if you knew this, Jim, but we have our very own weigh in yeah. that happens every show right Uh-oh. here. Uh-huh. And uh two of our our crew here yep. uh Pete Lusic in the back and Dave Brodzik right here are engaged in an active weight loss goal and uh, and so we've got this we're, we're, we're tracking these guys and they're trying to lose weight and let's start with Pete and um, going to go way back and give you an update on Pete's weight loss progression started way back in February January uh, yes in the beginning of the year <coughs> and Pete started at 251. He blossomed up to 255, (laughs) down to 248, and here it comes. This is amazing. 246, 242, 241, 235, 233, 229, 226, 223, and then the last couple weigh-ins. Here it goes. 225, 230. Pete, head in the wrong direction, and uh, with a drum roll sound effect for Brian... What do we have tonight, Pete? 232. 232! <laughs> Wait a
6: second. That's the wrong direction. That's man. the wrong
0: direction.
1: Pete, what's happening? God. I thought we decided to bulk up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> ready for,
0: for tonight.
1: Yeah. Okay. The MMA guy's coming. Okay. It's bulking season.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so you're up two pounds. It's, yep.
2: it's winter time. we got to put the weight back on. That's
0: right. It's yeah, fighting right. a
1: heavyweight, bro. Well, we we'll, ready for that. We we'll, we'll get it we'll get it done. We got we got to write the ship here. I need some help, guys. Okay. Come on. Stop eating crappy well, food. <laughs> crappy food
5: and beers, <laughs> not going, good for you. Go, go join Miller is Brothers MMA gym. There you beer, go. beer is fine.
0: Beer All right, Dave, uh update on Dave and here we go. Dave, you're new to this and and this whole thing was based off the success of Pete's weight loss. No, I told you it was Brian making me do this. I didn't oh, want oh. to do this. You have nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, so Brian making me do this. We have uh, three months tally: 270, 263, 260. Going in the right direction. Well, and
5: tonight? No, well, last week was uh, 57.
0: 257, because he forgot that. Just one pound, 56. Okay, 56. That's one good. pound. So
5: you're still in the right direction. Yeah. Okay, that's good.
0: Any? Do uh, you attribute the weight loss to anything? No, I think
5: just. I mean, I missed four. I missed four, four days this week at the gym. He was getting that. I had like a 120-year-old oak tree I'd get taken out of the yard. It's a fucking disaster what happened with it. <laughs> Damage to the driveway. It's just fucking bad. Anyway, I missed four. I missed four days at the. I missed the last four days at the gym because of it. So. Wow. What a Big tree to move. That's that's the gym right there. It's
3: huge, dude. It's a no, big tree. I mean I
5: paid someone to do it. But yeah, the driveway got destroyed. <laughs> Forty thousand pounds in one truck just crumbled the whole driveway when they left. Wow. It's amazing. Been dealing with that.
0: That's amazing. Uh, let me let everybody know we're we're winding down here, and I want to tell you a little bit about the upcoming show schedule, which, which is amazing. Uh, this Thursday, this Thursday night, Brian, do you have a date on this Thursday? What's the date of this Thursday? I
6: don't have a date on today.
0: You don't have a date on today? This Thursday night I coming. I the 19th. 19th. The 19th. We're actually going to have a very personalized Ike Live with Hunter Shyrock. Hunter's been running around banging my wife, and we're actually going to have him in the studio doing his own thing tonight uh, on Thursday. Uh, flash forward to the next Sunday, November 22nd. Stop laughing. You're making me laugh. You know, i here.
6: He just comes into town, and he gets that? I know.
0: have been I ain't got that. I've been working for that thing for 20 years. He can't get it one night. Uh, uh, the following Sunday, November 22nd, we have a green beret army ranger fellow fish head captain jack ontario in the house we heard from jack tonight uh mark McEwen. McCowan. Uh, McCowan is his pal will also be joining and then december 6th brian De a what do we got cast crew cast crew in the house for urban fishing special um i'm gonna leave it at that we won't announce the rest because they're too far out uh but it's exciting that's some good shit coming it's good stuff man it's good stuff uh what, what do you want to do here? Are we winding down? You want to take a break? You want to? Yeah, let's uh,
6: let's shut this down. Then we'll go uh, okay. talk about
0: it if we're going to come back. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to uh, we're going to take a break or maybe end the show. So let me do this. Let me thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Let me thank Jim and Dan Miller. Thank you guys for coming out tonight. It's and right. before we thank let Brad. you go, hey, yeah, listen right. to me. Don't forget i got to talk about your fight. December 10th, right? Who are you fighting?
3: Michael Chiesa.
0: Okay. And you can view it on UFC Fight Pass. Right. Check it out. Follow Jim. Follow him on Facebook. Follow Dan. Follow these guys. Go to their gym. You can try to beat them up like I did today, but you're going to lose. You won't win. Thanks for watching Ike Live tonight. We'll probably be back, but if not, we'll see you Thursday.